listening to Revelations Radio News with Andrew Hoffman and Tim Kilkenny, a listener-supported podcast located at revelationsradionews.com. We must guard against the acquisition of unwarranted influence, whether sought or unsought, by the military-industrial complex. For we are opposed around the world by a monolithic and ruthless conspiracy. Conspiracy. Have before us the opportunity to forge for ourselves and for future generations a new world order. Either you are with us, or you are with the terrorists. The Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. He maketh me to lie down in green pastures, he leadeth me beside the still waters. He restoreth my soul. He leadeth me in the paths of righteousness for his name's sake. Yea, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil, for thou art with me. Thy rod and thy staff, they comfort me. Thou preparest a table before me in the presence of mine enemies. Thou anointest my head with oil. My cup runneth over. Surely goodness and mercy shall follow me all the days of my life. Podcasted to you from under the bright lights of Oklahoma Christmas lights, where I am excited for the birthday of Jesus, quote unquote, coming up in just a few days. I'm one of your hosts, and my name is Tim Kilkenny. And podcasting from Piedmont, Oklahoma. Off the road, plenty of time to prep today. And, you know, uh, let's go. I'm Andrew Hoffman. <laughs> let's go. Awesome. So excited for you to not have to be on the road right now. So uh, I know it's tough, man. It's tough to know, hey, are we? am I going to be gone tonight? Am I not going to be gone tonight? That's a that's a tough, tough road to hoe. So uh, I asked what was going on at work, and you said you had a story for us. So I didn't hear it and off, off air. So yeah, so- now I'm ready to hear it. It, uh, you know, not a great, not a great week, right? So, uh, well, it's, I mean, it's only Wednesday, but so yesterday, I uh, get a, a lead added on in Lone Wolf, Oklahoma. That's a place? For three, for three o'clock. That is a place. And so I'm, I'm driving out there, you know, plenty of time to spare, no no problem. And the GPS tells me to uh, take a gravel road. And I'm like, ha ha, GPS. I know better. It, you know, it's it's not looking great for the gravel road. Like, it, it'll take longer. And it says, if I turn right on this paved road, it says, um, you know, same time to get there. So I'll just do that. And it'll, you know, so I go down horror movies start and and then it has me, uh, you know, a mile down the road, turn left on, you guessed it, gravel road. Right. So, all right, fine. So I'm going down there, not fully paying attention because it's, I mean, there's no traffic and it's, it was fine. And then it starts getting a little, little muddy. I'm like, man, I still got 
three miles to go down this thing. It's a little wonky. So I'm three miles down and I need to get, I need to be four miles down and I come to an intersection and there's about, there's a puddle with about three feet of water in it covering about 90% of the road. And it's all, I mean, it's all mud. Paint a picture for the, for the audience. We were driving a, <laughs> a, a little Honda Accord. Front wheel drive Honda Accord. Uh-oh. Ding, 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 ding. We have problems. Yes. Not not a large truck. So, yeah, we've got problems. I'm like, I think I could, I think I could squeeze by on the right. There's like, you know, just the left tires be in the water. Should be okay. Oh no. So I oh, no. sort of, sort of take off for it. And, and I'm about two, I could tell I'm like two feet from being totally stuck. So I get it, get it backed up somewhat miraculously. And then I start heading down you know, the road that was the intersection. Right. And it gets bad real fast. And so... <laughs> Wait, oh, so, pardon me. So you you did make it through? No, I didn't make it through. Okay, you turned around. I, 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 I'm like, well, I'll go down this road that's the in- intersecting it and try to get back to the ah, original, you gotcha. know, where I was supposed to be going. And that one gets bad real fast. So I, I called, the, called the guy up. I'm like, hey, I'm sorry. Uh, you know, uh, this is where I'm at. He's like, you're there? He's like, what are you driving? <laughs> I'm in a little Honda. It's not the greatest. He's like, you made it down there in a Honda? I'm like, okay. He's like, well, if you can, get back. And, you know, he tells me which way to go around. And, and he's like, and if you get stuck, just I'll come tow you out. No worries. I mean, which is you would not get that response from people in every state, but no, you know, defi- but definitely here. Yeah, There's definitely, but definitely here. Yeah. I grew, I grew up thinking people pull each other out of the mud pretty frequently because yeah. there's a lot of mud here. <laughs> yeah. So it's, I, I've literally had appointments within the last week that were delayed because he had to go pull his buddy's friend out of the ditch. You know, it was so country life but, is uh, a different life. Yeah. So, so I get back down there. I make it big old cattle ranch. And he, you know, super, I mean, great view too. Have you ever been in like way down there? Lone wolf? Lone wolf. I'm pulling it up now. But then it's like, uh, oh, what's the, what are those hills down there called oh. mountains? Oh, yeah, yeah. You're talking about out by Lawton? Yeah. Yeah. I, I forgot what those are called. They're not the Ozarks. They but, are. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it, so you're on you're on the north side of those. It's beautiful out there. It really is. Yeah, that's where. Um, what is that place called? Shoot, the state park is out there. And yep. yeah, the, with the, all the with the buffalo. Yeah. 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 The wilderness area after Lake the wildlife. Yeah. So. Big old cattle ranch, and he, you know, grows other stuff out there too. And I'm like, like, hey, how do you know? You sell direct? He's like, 
He's like, oh, buddy, I got a freezer and a half <laughs> full of full of steaks. I'm like, well, I didn't didn't come real prepared, but uh, you know, we'll we'll talk about that at the end. So, super nice guy, bought a system. Didn't even try to you know wrench every last penny out of me, and uh, I'm like, I got sixty five bucks of cash. So he's like, all right, I'll hook you up. And he, he gave me like 200 bucks worth of steaks. Oh, so, man. That's so yeah. cool. Yeah. So it was worked out good. And then I brought, uh, I posted a picture in the Telegram there of the uh, mud that was came off the car. And that was a full day later. That's like after driving around quite a bit today <laughs> and stuff falling off here and there. And so, yeah, it was brought a lot of, a lot of mud back as as one person said, uh, you might have to pay property tax with the amount of Holy dirt you moly. brought back from Look down there. Look at that. So. That is a lot of dirt. I, I'm just seeing this for the first time. Oops, sorry. Wichita Mountains. Wichita Mountains, yep. Yeah. <clears throat> Which, nowhere near Wichita, Kansas. Yeah. Opposite end of the state. It's always been like that. There's always been a lot of Wichita stuff. Yeah, it's a, it's a tribe, right? Yeah. Yeah. So it was, there's a happy story, um, hanging in there with this job, got a new job that will start in mid January. So excited about that. Gotcha. That's awesome, man. Going back into the internet selling game. So, you know, as luck would have it, I, I met a gentleman who was, uh, selling, uh, business to business internet for I think it was Cox, which is the local company here, or I don't know if it's local. It's the local it's multinational a, or national organization. It's a, it's a large cable company. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but no, he was work. No, excuse me, he was working for Comcast remotely. Uh, I think out of Colorado. So, he, but he was here, and then uh, recently got a job AT and T, where he's in the office. So his. Wife and family are excited to have him out of the house. It's 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 <laughs> okay. it's, it's weird post twenty twenty, right? Like, I mean, I think a lot of people enjoy the work from home aspect, but then there's a lot, many people who are like, "Hey, uh, I don't necessarily like the whole work from home." And he's in that category where, right? He would like to get out of the house. Like he would like to, you know. Sometimes he feels like he's kind of losing his mind. He's stressed out and. He never really leaves his four walls and the money, you know, gets deposited into his account and then, you know, just kind of doing it like that. A lot of the employers are deciding, hey, remote work, not really great. Uh, not the not the quality we need. So they're, they're changing that up. And you got people like me and I have an office that I can go to. But so but pretty much I'll answer my phone whenever people calling for, you know, mortgage stuff. And it's like they're like, <laughs> you know, I had somebody ask me a couple of days ago, how late are you open? I was like, oh gosh, uh, <laughs> I prefer to answer the phone before six, but you know, give me a heads up what's going on. And I can answer after that. It's like, you don't want to text back. Like, I don't even have an office. And I'm just kidding. <laughs> right. But no, I do have an office. Right. But I just don't go to it. And I, 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 I don't have an office phone that it rings. Like I just have my cell phone. So anyway, I've just been noticing there's, there's just so much chaos in the, in the job market that didn't used to be there you know, pre 2020. And so, and some of it's good. I mean, you and I have both enjoyed a lot more time with our family since, uh, 
not really much uh, financial uh, benefit, but a lot of time with our families. So, uh, but then you went to this new situation and now they have n- not very much time with the family traveling and it's just, uh, it's a, it's a kind of chaotic job market out there. Yeah. So this, the new job will be good because it's normal work hours. So, and it's some travel, right? Like, right. Okay. It's I know going to see businesses yeah. and then I get to come home at a reasonable time instead of, you know, being in Hutchinson, Kansas for a 6 p.m. appointment and getting home at 1130. So, Oof, goodness gracious. Yeah. <clears throat> so, yeah, good. So, answered prayer. Um, those of you who were praying or like Tom giving thumbs up thingies. I appreciate Tom. In Tom's tele- in the chat. In the telegram Tom, chat. Tom's in the Telegram, and he is so, not a Christian, and he's doing a thumbs up thingy and wishing luck for you. I like it. Yeah, good for him. So the uh, so yes, all that is appreciated and good news on that front. So we'll you know we'll see if this ends if my current position ends abruptly. I'm certainly going to try to end it well, but we'll see. So yeah. You know, so far my my previous employers, the last two where I was at for a while, have both called and called me like months after the fact, offering me a job to come back. So it's a good sign. It is a very good sign, and I I learned that. Uh, I'm not sure when, probably somewhere in my twenties that. No matter how good it feels the day of to stick it to somebody or not show up or say something, it, you just you're just uh, yeah. Don't don't burn bridges. You're burning a bridge for no reason, man. Don't do that. And I could any of my last two or three jobs. If I showed up tomorrow, I'm sure they would just they would hire me. I know they would. So uh, that's the right way to do it. Uh, it's just uh, it's hard in this day and age. And so you know, I wouldn't be surprised if, especially in commission only sales jobs. Once you quit, it's like, there's like no two weeks. It just kind of, that's it. I'm done. I'm yeah. Done. And because when, you know, the people are, oh, is he really working hard? Is he just taking our clients? It just, people don't want that. So a lot of times it's just like, all right, well, this is it. Goodbye. And, uh, thank you for everything. So hope it all goes well. Pray for that. Uh, any idea on the timing on that sort of deal or, uh, my new job starts January 15th. There you go. Mid-month. Okay. So sometime between now and then you'll just be like, well, I think I'm, I think I'm good. Perhaps it'll be when you're in the, in the middle of a dirt road with two feet of water on all sides and you might just call somebody and be like, you know, (laughs) I think I'm going to go back to business to business. Yeah. I mean, I, I basically already told my boss. Did you? He's like, Hey, I'm going to get a, he's like, you don't have a, a logo jacket yet. Do you? I'm like, yeah, don't bother ordering that for me. <laughs> He's like, why is that? I'm like, oh, I'm just, uh, <laughs> just don't, uh, don't spend any money on that. So <laughs> that's, that's actually exactly how I left, uh, the first mortgage company I was at this year. Uh, they walked in and I had already kind of had it planned out and he, he's like, Hey man, I got you this custom polo. I was like, oof. Might just keep the polo. I'm gonna move. <laughs> He's like, "What?" I was like, "I'm gonna move on. 
I'm moving on, man. It's like, what? Yep, yep, moving on. Keep the polo. I want you to, to you guys to succeed. Let you know everything that's going on with everything I got going on, but I'm moving on. Got to keep on rolling down the road. So the, the personalized swag, they get you with that. Once you, once you start wearing the swag, <laughs> yep. don't accept it. Just don't accept it. If, if you're not, if you're not, if you're not comfortable, I have personalized swag from my current place, by the way, tons of it. And when they gave it to me, I, I had no inkling to be like, yeah, I'm not going to keep this. I was just like, yeah, I'll take this. I'll take six of them. There you go. It's meant to be. Free shirts. I'm, I'm in. And I, I could just put them on and wear them. So anyway. Uh, the the work equivalent of the keeper. That's There you go. Exactly. It's a, a good reference. So uh, did you get all your Christmas shopping done? Uh, my wife has gotten <laughs> all the Christmas okay. shopping that I am. Time out. Quick time out. I am paying Have for you got your wife? No, I've got, I've got. No. Zero. Oh, come on, man. Zero. Zero. I'm like, I can cut this out later if we need to. No, you don't have to cut it out okay. because if you ask her what's Andrew getting for you and she will probably be able to guess it because it will be a Hobby Lobby gift card and it will say on there that she's not allowed to use it on stuff like for her, you know, making blankets and stuff for for selling. Like it has to be gratuitous Hobby Lobby I was purchases. Gonna, I was so. going to browbeat you for getting your wife a gift card, but then I have the same problem where if I get some sort of gift card or some sort of something, like I've, for instance, I've gone like, hey, here's this, here's this, and I didn't know what else to get you, so I got you this Amazon gift card. I checked back in in a couple weeks. Hey, what's going on with the Amazon gift card? Oh, well, your son needed some new uniform pants. (laughs) And I'm like... No. So I totally understand where you're like, hey, you can't use your Hobby Lobby gift card on your current, you know, prairie uh, making blankets business. But because that's the type of ladies that they both are, they'll just be like, ah, I'll just use this for that. So something about the moms and spending money on themselves or spending, you know, taking effort on themselves. They just, they really don't like it. So you got to do your best to, uh, either get it for them or, or try to guide them into getting something for themselves. So it's, uh, you know, the, uh, the love languages thing yeah, that yeah. was all trendy for sure. Yeah. Gift giving is not, that's not mine. It's not yours. Okay. Hopefully it's not hers. <laughs> right. <Yeah. laughs> so I get it, man. I get it. Uh, <laughs> at my house, I do a little bit more on the gift giving front, not a ton. Not a ton. It's pretty pretty similar because I've been pretty busy with all of the things lately. Uh, but I, <laughs> so of course, the, the most important one is to get her stuff and make sure to kind of do that. And I've I've done my done my my due diligence there. But I also catch the stragglers. Okay, <laughs> I catch the hey, you're uh, you're up on your stepdad. I've, I'm out. It's <laughs> like okay, <laughs> you're up on uh, such and such brother in law. I I have no idea. So. <laughs> So, so the the male stragglers, yeah, 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 definitely the male stragglers. That makes sense. So, yeah, just, so there's some there's been some packages of golf balls. Some I I get consulted more often. Yeah, on, 
<laughs> male relatives. <laughs> some packages of golf balls, some long sleeve t-shirts, you know, some stocking caps, just, uh, you know, man stuff. Like I, I essentially go into it like, what would I want? What would I want that I might not buy myself? Hmm. There we go. So, well, 2023 uh, wrapping up this, this could even be our last show of 2023. Yeah. I mean, people listen to the show right now who aren't regular listeners. Like, is this a news podcast? These guys have been talking, I mean, talking for 20 straight minutes well, about their lives. Is yeah, it a news man. podcast anymore, Andrew? Is, it, is, is this, is this a light? Is Re- Revelations Radio News a lifestyle? No, no, it's your life it's is a life hard, right hard, yeah, hard, a lifestyle that you got to get out of hard hitting. Uh, yeah. News, news right here. Politics, even politics. We're getting, we're getting riled up for 2024. Oh, we are because, definitely riled up because, because, uh, this is the most, the most election of our lifetime. The most, <laughs> did you wait a second? There's Luke Rakowski, right? That video. Uh, that's where I saw it. Yeah. So, so yeah. good. So yeah. good. This yeah, is the good. most election of our lifetime. I mean, it really is this time. Yeah. I, this, I shouldn't say I've this. I've got the clip. I, we, we definitely need to play it. Let me find it. Let me download it. Let me do the thing. I'll do that while I'll, I'll ramble while I do it. But, um, what was I going to say here? Um, I, on a day-to-day basis, unless I turn on like, hey, I'm going to do some research for the show, or I'd like to know what's going on in the world, or what's going on in the land of finance, or what can we add into the Revelations Radio News uh, Telegram, then I'm not necessarily ever like seeking out news pretty, pretty frequently throughout the day. Today, before 8.30, I heard about the Colorado ruling... For Donald Trump, twice, <laughs> twice yeah. before eight thirty, and I never turned on a television or my phone. I I may have looked at my phone, but no, no, this was uh, sent to me via. Uh, let's see, I saw it first off in um, the gym in the morning because they were all talking about it, like, oh, he's taken off the ballots now. He's off the ballots in uh, in Colorado. And I'm like, oh gosh, what does that even mean? I don't even know if I can deal with this. It's 5 a.m. I don't know how <laughs> to, to process this information. I'm going to have to look into that later so that we can figure this out. And then I am just uh, texting just normal things with my beloved wife and was uh, updated on the current situation and how messed up the world is uh, based on this uh, ruling as well. And I was just like, man, they are going hard on this one. They want to make sure everyone knows that. This has happened. Oh, indeed. So we'll we'll start with Kamala, and then we'll go to to Alex Jones. We got both both sides covered here. Well, when I when I when something crazy goes on, first thing I think to myself is somebody get is, Cam, somebody get Kamala to explain this to me. Yep, exactly. You know, every life. You know, the space and the time, the releasing of the shackles of what has been. You know, every election cycle, we talk about this is the most election of our lifetime. Lawrence, this one is. This one is. We are literally talking about people who are attempting to divide our country in the most crude, frankly, and profound way. We are talking about those who are intent and purposeful 
to to attack fundamental freedoms, be it the freedom to make a decision about your own body, the freedom to love who you love openly and with pride, the freedom to be free from fear of violence and hate, the freedom to just be, the freedom to just be. The most election of our lifetime. The freedom to just be, man. It's a, is she is she going libertarian? Freedom. That's all it's about? That's that's all you want, Kamala? You just want the freedom to be? That's what the Republicans are trying to take away? Wow. Man, I had no idea. Vote for Kamala. Let's go. That's just all be. she wants. Just the freedom to be. Don't even tax me, bro. <laughs> I just want to be. Uh, the, the most election. Yes, indeed. So we we might hear about the most this election the most. Ah, I, I, I can't. This is why we wait till 20 minutes into the show to talk about it, because neither one of us <laughs> wants to talk about it. But uh, let's play Alex Jones. He is slightly more excited about this than we are. Ladies and gentlemen, the Democratic Party just stole the 2024 election long before the polls opened. The Supreme Court of Colorado in a 4-3 decision without Trump ever being convicted of January 6th or any of that other garbage just said Trump is off the ballot in the primary so you can't vote for him to be president. And they say other states will follow. We've seen Jack Smith and the politically motivated operations. We've seen trials in New York without juries against Trump. This is criminal activity in front of everyone. This is the oligarchy that's hijacked our country, setting up a totalitarian dictatorship in our face. The Supreme Court must act quickly to overturn this. But you see the incredible pressure going on against the U.S. Supreme Court right now by the media, the attacks on Clarence Thomas and more. This is a dark day for our republic. They're making their move. When all these indictments of Trump blew up in their face and made his approval rating go up even higher, 10, 15 points above Biden, they didn't stop. So now they're moving and have been successful in Colorado to take him off the ballot so you can't vote for him. The definition of stealing an election. I mean, he's definitely more excited than us, but there's reason. I mean, what's happening is not great. Well, <laughs> it, so is he not going to win the Republican primary now? It's obviously is, right? Yeah. So the the same court, they that's that is what they ruled, and then they immediately put a stay. On their own ruling, which is really rare. And it's basically going to... Uh... So it, it means nothing. Okay. Absolutely nothing. But you would not know it meant nothing from social media reaction today. And I think... See, the, the lens that I'm looking at 2024 through mm -hmm. is both sides working together, not just for ruling, but for they need to re-energize the idea of the election, uh, the most election of our lifetime, right? This is 
that was her line. She screwed it up because it's Kamala. But just believe in the election. That's what they want. Like, care about this, uh, you know, sit through the political, spend money on it. But at least, at least believe that it's a real election. Because, Tim, if it weren't a real election where they count votes and stuff, then they wouldn't need to keep him off the ballot. Yeah. So it's, it's both sides are going to try to get you to forget about the fact that 2020 was obviously a stolen election and they can, they can write whatever script and whatever election outcome they want for 2024 because nothing has changed. And whether that script says Donald Trump comes back and wins, which I kind of think that's what they'll do. Or it says, you know, Joe Biden, amazing comeback or Kamala or, you know, someone else. The important thing is that you believe that your vote actually was counted and that they're, that we don't already live in, as Alex Jones said, authoritarian dictatorship. It's like, well, that's, you know, it's an oligarchy. It's a cacistocracy ruled by the worst people. Uh, Friends of Epstein, servants of Satan is, is who's actually running things. Yeah. So it, it's just like, it, man, we're getting, but the, for, I mean, it's already now, it's already happening now. So we've got, Slightly less than a year, but man, we got a long time till the actual election. Friends of Epstein, servants of Satan. Friends of Epstein, servants of Satan. (laughs) And on the financial front, I know we often talk about our own personal finances and donations and things like that. uh, And then talk about just kind of how everybody we know even if they're in the higher tax bracket per se is, you know, tightening their belts and so to speak. Um, <clears throat> I keep an eye on mortgage rates. It's my current job. Uh, more, the, um, 10 year treasury has fallen more faster since October from October till now than it has since 2008. I mean, we are locking loans in the low sixes at this point. Which, for those of you who weren't keeping track, uh, FHA loans back in October were up over eight. So it's like everything's lining up. They're going to try to ramp up the economy right before this election so that everybody forgets. Oh, that makes sense. How nuts everything was. I mean, seriously, I locked somebody in at 6.75 with a buy down of 5.75. I mean, that's a reasonable, it's not, it's not amazing. It's not 2.9, but who knows if we'll ever see that again in our lifetimes. That's a reasonable loan. Like, Right. When the FHA loan with with PMI is up over eight percent, that's a that's a tough loan. But you're down in the six high fives. I mean, this is back to some sort of normalcy that you know makes sense for a lot of Americans to even get their own house. So anyway, uh, like I said, fastest fall in rates since two thousand eight over the last two three months. So, well, and no agenda, no agenda pointed this out too. Usually, Middle East stuff is a mechanism for jacking up the gas price. Yep. 
like instantly, right? You know, and, and this, I mean, with more Middle East stuff going on than we've seen in a long time, oil prices, prices are just down. kept kept going down. I mean, it kind of popped back up because they got to gouge people that are traveling for Christmas. You know, so got to squeeze a little more out of us, but yeah, it's it's interesting. And their hypothesis was, you know, it was related to getting the basically the oil and gas out of Gaza. But I don't know if that's necessarily. It's just interesting that you know, the market moved in the opposite direction. You would think, uh, but it could be part of the same gearing up for oh look well maybe maybe biden isn't all that bad yeah i think that's the plan is to make the economy look better also in a way they got to do i mean they got to do something to make it look good because i think that some some organizations some lawsuits some people are waking up to the fact that hey both of these last two quote-unquote wars or conflicts where the u.s helped by sending billions and trillions of dollars overseas, you know, a lot of that just uh, came back to the U S and was money laundered into a different place. (laughs) Yeah. Or, or didn't come back to the U S but yeah, it it was definitely money laundered into a different place. That's for sure. Yeah. Yeah. Interesting that like, what, what, uh, what country was Hunter Biden's, these corrupt dealings were just have to be in Ukraine. That's, That's a weird not coincidence. Important. That's a you know, weird coincidence. And, and I have to say this, and I know you guys all might get sick of me saying this because I've, I've said it two or three times since this happened. But hey, you, me, and this microphone, and all the wonderful listeners we have out there are the only ones I talk to about this stuff. So, eh, unless it's just a random talk with somebody like it happened today where I talked for 45 minutes about Epstein and all kinds of stuff. But anyway, um, all the stuff that's coming out about Hunter Biden with his uh, niece, it's, it's like mainstream. Now it's on here, it's on there. People are talking. Can you believe this? Can you believe it? it's Fox News? Yes, yes, I can believe it. And for the fifteen thousandth time, I knew this stuff in October of twenty twenty, because yep. that's when the real news story broke about Hunter Biden's laptop. Yep. For anybody that was awake and paying attention and wasn't sucked into the corporate garbage, New York Times, CNN, Fox News media, I knew. I watched it. I saw it. I went to some shady links, you know, put up my firewall, tried to mask my IP and ended up on some Chinese website watching videos of this idiot in his room smoking meth and doing whatever he was doing. I knew it. I could see it. I watched it. I saw it. And now it's news. Four years later. Conspiracy theorists are batting a thousand. It is a spoiler alert for the future. I mean, I just don't. It's old news, and now they're gonna. Oh well, that you know, there's a bunch of people who know about that already. So let's let that one out because that'll detract from the fact that we are, you know, bombing people in Gaza or the the Israeli attacks were false flags or what's his name still on coke and begging everybody in the world for money for uh, Ukraine. Like it's just (laughs) it's just nonstop pilfering and just just sabotage of the just we are funding all of the shady operations around the world with our taxpayer dollars well so the revised story is like okay okay hunter biden did some bad stuff but he was a drug addict so apparently any 
Political corruption is excused if you're a drug addict. Which, that just excuses way, any behavior. As a former drug addict, where was all this crap when I was doing <laughs> drugs? Like, where was this, hey, it's a tragedy we all face. We got to make room for me. Ain't nobody make room for me. My parents yeah, stopped I, talking to me. They're like, hey, yeah, we can't h- handle this. You're r- ridiculous. We're not going to talk to you anymore. None of this, I love him and everything he does is fine. <laughs> But the the new version is like okay he okay maybe Hunter Biden did some bad stuff but there's zero evidence that Joe Biden was involved in any of it and it's like well no we knew that back in October of 2022 yeah, yeah. and that there was the interview with the you know the guy that was at the meeting with both of them yep it's like no Joe Biden knew everything yeah. yeah. We he knew ran all that everything through his brother, and I mean, you're not going to trust Hunter Biden to actually like do work, right? To figure stuff out. So yeah, it's you know, Hunter Biden shows up, and you're like, okay, this dude's doing a lot of coke. He brought a lot for everybody. He apparently has some girls, and he's a pretty powerful political uh, figure in, in Washington's son, who's extremely well connected. This, you know, that's his value. He, right. You know, that's that's why he ends up at these parties. Like, that's the whole thing. There's nothing else. He's not some crazy natural gas, brilliant tycoon who's like, I know how to, I know where to look for it. I have a degree. Let in me this. tell you about this new lateral drill. His <laughs> <laughs> last name is Biden. Comes with Coke and he has some pretty, uh, some pretty uh, un- unscrupulous uh, morals and, uh, he could be swayed one way or the other with a couple couple bill, couple mil for the big guy. So bring him over here. Let's see what we can do. So one other thing on the election and and Alex Jones in particular. I thought he wasn't supporting Donald Trump because Donald Trump wouldn't wouldn't apologize or at least, you know, admit he was duped on the vaccine. What happened to that? I I thought the same thing was when, all when in. your clip started. He's all in again? Apparently, I don't know. Alex is. Uh, now it's the most important thing ever is to keep. Did you watch Donald the Tucker Trump interview? On, to keep Donald Trump on the Republican primary ballot in Colorado. It's like okay, yeah. Uh, no, I did not. Yeah, I, should, I started. I started. I mean, I I've finished it. Clips, but yeah, yeah. Uh, speaking of the election and everything, I. I, I Caught this clip. I know you like to, to bring facts and things. I, I just bring people's opinions like to talk about them. But I came across this video today and I thought it aptly described uh, kind of the, the feeling in the air these days. This is just uh, a random dude. Looks like a TikTok video uploaded to Twitter. Your favorite. So uh, let's just hear his thoughts on uh, the way things are right now. And I couldn't agree more. It feels things things in the air are a bit weird at the moment. So am I the only one that like looks around? I know I'm not. The ones that know, know, you know. And say to yourself, what is going on? Like, really, what's going on here in America, around the world? What they've put us through for the last four years, hardcore, and prior to that, they still put us through shit. Like, nothing seems the same. We know that. Nothing feels the same. Christmas don't feel the same. Holidays don't feel the same. Normal things, nothing feels right. Something's off. It's off. And don't you feel 
that something is close, but you can't put your finger on it. It's something that's going to radically change the world, like radically change things. You could feel it. You could feel it. Uh, you don't know if it's going to be a natural occurring, global, cataclysmic event, a man-made cataclysmic event. Power grid going down. A real pandemic. I mean, a real pandemic sweeping the world. A global civil war. And we also know that certain individuals, we know this, will stop a certain somebody from being in power again. And they would, they would put the entire world in jeopardy to fulfill that. That sits in my gut hard. And I think about that constantly, like, because the, they're not looking good on that side. And I believe that this is good versus evil, light versus dark. It's so obvious. You can see who's involved with the dark side. You can see who supports the dark side, who pushes the dark side's agenda. You can see who doesn't. And those people that don't get vilified, ostracized, labeled things, don't do anything. They're accused of things while the dark side constantly does things and gets away with it it's good versus evil it's light versus dark so I know other people feel this Christmas don't feel like it does not feel like it's Christmas and wasn't it just Halloween time is going at a rapid 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 pace unlike any other time I could remember so what's really going on? Like I said, if you know, you know. There's no conspiracy, because us conspiracy theorists, that's what we're labeled, people that can see things, observe things, and then they happen, and the people that called you conspiracy theorists, they're like, oh, you know, well, maybe that happened, yeah. So you, if you know, you know. Leave a comment. Ciao, ciao. So I felt like that guy was describing something that we've all felt, but... Is this a this is a product of brainwashing for like three four straight years, right? Yes, and I've got a clip that kind of goes with that, Let's but but uh, just a compilation of the uh, anti vaxxers are going to kill us all type deal. Mm -hmm. But uh, yeah, I will say as far as the time going faster thing. I think that's just like the age that we are. And that guy sounds about the same age. It's yeah, like all of a sudden, yeah. like stuff does start going by faster, Yeah, you know? And it's, you know, ask it, ask a 10 year old, like, yeah, they still think everything drags by slowly. So, yeah. But, you know, I remember my dad talking about that when I was young, he's like, just wait, it just starts to accelerate as you get older. Yeah. But the, the other stuff, yeah, I mean, you see it, except I, I don't see the good the good side. <laughs> I see two evil sides, but maybe like an evil and a slightly less evil, but yeah. It's, I, 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 I disagree. I, I, do see, I do see some good. I don't necessarily see it in politics, but I see, I, I truly believe, having lived in Seattle and have, having lived here, 
I truly believe the majority of the American people want Trump at this point. Like they actually want him. And I'm not saying he's the answer or anything like that. But w- what I am saying is they, what they're trying to do, it's very bol- Bolshevellian. Bolshevellian would be a great word. We should, we should, you should make <laughs> it. It's really, yeah. you could borrow that for the, uh, <laughs> for the Substack, Bolshevellian, like Machiavellian, but Bolshevik. But it's, it, it feels like the Bolsheviks, like in the way that they're trying to convince you know, Alexander Solzhenitsyn sort of stuff. They're trying to convince everyone with this Colorado ruling and everything, like, Everyone hates Trump. You don't hate Trump. Everyone hates Trump. Everybody knows he's a threat to our democracy. But the truth is, I think a majority of Americans want him back. And not that I'm not saying I support him or that he's the answer in any way. But I think it's odd that they really, but most, it, most Americans really do want him back. But they're at the same time trying to convince everybody that they're the only ones and everybody else is, hates him. Well, if that is the strategy, it is failing. If the strategy is one level beyond that, where you're you like just still care about politics, <laughs> I then hear you. it's I hear you. succeeding a hundred percent. I understand, right? Yeah. So we'll see. I mean. I think a lot of a lot of the propaganda though the demoralization propaganda. Mm-hmm. I think the original Trump looking back on it was part of that. Or I don't necessarily think that he was supposed to win. I think it was supposed no, to be like Hillary he, he but he definitely it, wasn't supposed to win. But it was like like look at you stupid country like you idiots will support this, you know, blowhard TV, you know, reality TV star, as if that's all he ever did, but whatever. <laughs> but, you know, like, he's just popular because he was on TV. Um, and so that was part of the demoralization thing. But Biden was a whole other level because Biden had no support. Kamala, the too. I'm, I'm watching Kamala speak about yeah. uh, the election. It's like. I'm listening to her talk, and she's all high in my end. This is the most election of our lifetime. I, ooh, girl, mm, you couldn't even get a 1%. You, I think, were trending at your highest at like 1.2%, calling Biden yeah. a rapist. Yep. So, I, I don't, I mean, I'm not the brightest guy, but I do, I, I have a decent memory. And I remember you standing on stage saying you support Biden's accusers. And you pulled at like 1.2% and ain't nobody like you because you talked about smoking weed and you have a record for locking people up in California. Yeah. And it did you just, you're an just, unlikable person. She's an unlikable person. Unlikable person. You don't have any, you have no swag. As the kids say, you got no riz. You are not cool in any way. And you're not even black. You're Indian and Jamaican. And not that I'm the expert on, you know, ADOS Americans, but not even black and essentially got to your job. I I don't think a lot of women love her because the way she got there is definitely questionable. I mean, it's just, it's wild. And now she's up there. This is the most election of our lifetime. The the, the, the time, the chains of time can become undone. Okay. But you and I are not the only ones who see this. Everyone sees this. 
Yeah. And then, I think what he's talking about in in that clip you played. God, I hope is it's like, it feels so it feels so crazy because I believe most people do see it. And it's like, am I the only one that sees it? That's what they're trying to convince you and, of. And I that's think what you're right in the, that. It's another example of the Trump thing, right? Like, right. You, they're but trying it, to make you think that you're the only one that sees it. You're the only one that likes Trump. You're the only one that remembers Kamala polled at 1.2% or something. I think, you're the only one that remembers that Joe Biden had to pull out of two previous presidential elections for lying. Because he plagiarized speeches and it's just, even in his prime, he was a joke. Oh, yeah. But I, again, I think that's the point. It's like your stupid country, and and what are you going to do? You're going to show up on January sixth, like Donald Trump told you to. We'll lock you up for a few years. You'll think twice about that next time, won't you? Hmm. So that's they could go a, a few different. Yeah, they could put Biden right back in there and just say, "What are you going to do about it? You going to go to jail?" It's, like the everyone did on January sixth for protesting. So I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna counterpoint. I'm gonna come back at you. I gotta push back. I don't even know if they're that brazen. I mean, I know they're brazen enough to like right. make Operation Lockstep and pull it straight from the Rockefeller you know paperwork and then tr- like actually bring it to life. But are they brazen enough to put this dude back in? No, I, I don't. So I don't many so. people hate him. I don't think so, but I think. I think Trump will win, but I think unfortunately that's a it's a trap. That's a sign that he is one hundred percent compromised. If he ever wasn't one hundred percent compromised, there was the whole COVID thing. Same thing they did in the UK with Bojo, mm-hmm. and I don't know. I don't know what it was. Maybe they, you know, maybe they swapped him out for <laughs> for one of the doubles. Uh, well, Biden, from the, that the point real on, Biden got killed when uh, in Gitmo. So I don't know <laughs> if you know that, but he, right after Hillary and Bill were executed at Gitmo, the real Biden also executed at Gitmo. So. But they did something with the the. You want to die in here at COVID, or are you going to start towing the line and told Trump uh, both both Boris Johnson? You know, yeah. he he was the one they sent to Ukraine to kill the the peace deal yeah. and Trump since that happened all in on the vax still, even though he, I mean, it's not like he doesn't know that's unpopular with his base. Dear diary turns out Regeneron will not save my life. However, taking this deal from Satan will. Yeah. I don't know, they- man. They gave him a dose of remdesivir. No. Yeah. Is that what? The, when, yeah, when he, you don't remember that? No, I thought it was Regeneron, bro. It's Regeneron. No. Remdesivir. They were going to kill him with the remdesivir, and I think they they said, "Do you want to keep getting the remdesivir, or you want to, or here's what you're going to do?" And I think he took the deal. Where's Lord Fauci? What's he doing? Why has Lord Fauci got a secret service for the rest of his life? Can you explain that to me? Does he really? Yes. Secret service for the rest of his life. So RFK Jr., who has mm-hmm. uh, his father and uncle literally Murdered killed on television. in political violence. On television. Uh, 
and multiple attempts on his life already. Mm-hmm. I mean, this is when he's pulling at like 13%. Yeah. What happens when he's pulling at, you know, a chance to win? What happens then? Still no Secret Service protection. Uh, Anthony Fauci, Secret Service protection. Well, Say no more. Which is kind of interesting because, you know, the we're all supposed to love Fauci and have the, the Fauci dolls, but eh, I think that's... At least Fauci knows what people think of him. Even if, uh, you know, the media certainly doesn't portray that, but... Has that ever happened for like a just a bureaucrat guy? I I don't know. See, yeah, that's when it, once people started to make those claims, I was like, does he really? And then I looked into it, and sure enough, he does. Um, but then I, I I didn't look further. Like, hey, is that a normal deal? I don't think that's a normal deal. No. Who? who All right, sh- let's who, play. Good. Let's play the. Uh, blaming the unvaxxed compilation. I knew that was the clip. Oh, that's actually wrong. I got the wrong clip. I had the, I went with the Connecticut. Let me go back. And this, this is a, you know, it's going viral right now. I know it was originally made back in April, but it's all the, you know, it's all the rage on the Twitter streets. So, All right. 18 people. Oh, wrong one. When the chips are down, these uh, these civilized people, they'll eat each other. You are the unvaccinated. You are the problem. It is the unvaccinated who are the problem, period, end of story. The only... Ah, Mika, I think your dad was part of the problem, but, you know, come see, come saw. Je ne sais pas. The only people that you can blame, the only people you can blame, this isn't shaming, this is the truth, maybe they should be shamed. Are the unvaccinated. It's time to start blaming the unvaccinated folks, not the regular folks. Anyone you came into contact with will blame you, as will the rest of us who have done the right thing by getting vaccinated. Because frankly, we know that we can't trust the unvaccinated. I think it's time to get our moral house in order, Anderson. It's the unvaccinated who are the threat. All those vaccinated folks are going to start wearing masks to protect the unvaccinated folks. It's called a Christian value. You're basically punishing the vaccinated uh, for the the sins of the unvaccinated. People are not behaving honorably. The unvaccinated are basically saying, well, it's open season for me. I can do whatever I want as well. The, the unvaccinated are basically beating their breasts and running around the country saying, ha ah, ha, we don't care. We're living free and so forth. You've been patient. But our patience is wearing thin. The unvaccinated, a group that includes children and people acting like children. And the rest of us are starting to get pissed off. The vaccinated feel the unvaccinated are making me upset or angry. This is not about freedom or personal choice. Well, my freedom is being kind of disturbed here. No, screw your freedom. The other day, Howard Stern weighed in with a much different approach. Take a look. (laughs) When are we going to stop putting up with the idiots in this country and just say, you now, it's mandatory to get vaccinated. Their freedom. But you're treading on our freedom and you're making other people sick and really you're killing other people. The anti-vaxxers, they seem to have a thing for death and home remedies. The anti-maskers turned anti-vaxxers are not just putting their own lives at risk. If that was the issue, we could just say that 
We can watch them compete to win places show in the Darwin Awards. We have to start doing things for the greater good of society and not for idiots who think that they can do their own research. And don't get me started on the lunatics who won't take any of the COVID vaccines. Life is too short to be an ass. Life is way too short to be ignorant of the promise of something that is helping people worldwide. Maybe you're doing it because um, you're, you're disconnected or disorganized. Maybe you have some sympathetic psychological reasons. But maybe you're just being antisocial. Oh, you can't shame them. You can't call them stupid. You can't call them silly. Yes, they are. Those who are not vaccinated will end up paying the price. The unvaccinated should be taxed. Uh, they should pay more for health care. We need to start looking at the choice to remain unvaccinated the same as we look at driving while intoxicated. We're going to see, and I've said, almost mm -hmm. two types of America. Dr. Fauci said that if hospitals get any more overcrowded, they're going to have to make some very tough choices about who gets an ICU bed. And that choice doesn't seem so tough to me. Vaccinated person having a heart attack? Yes, come right on in. We'll take care of you. Unvaccinated guy who gobbled horse goo. Rest in peace, Wheezy. Pointing back to the unvaccinated who are really creating a problem in this country, every death that we are seeing from COVID could have been prevented. Literally, the only people dying are the unvaccinated. And for those of you spreading misinformation, shame on you. Shame on you. I don't know how some of you sleep at night. Well, I'd say like a baby, but... <laughs> I don't actually sleep that well, but yeah, but not from uh, feeling bad about being an anti-vaxxer. I can tell you that. Wow. Yeah, that's, uh, that is wild, man. I don't, I don't, uh, <laughs> I don't get it. It lots of us out here, lots of us out here in, So the, we're entering our third wit, winter of sickness and death. So, <laughs> yes. Oh, indeed. There's a lot of sickness. Yeah. There is a lot. Fortunately, of not. Well, I mean, there's a lot of death too, but not, uh, not certainly not exclusively to the unvaxxed. Um, propaganda for dumb people reprinted something from the New York Times. I mean, that's quite the combo there. So Yahoo reprinting a New York Times thing. The case of the never-ending illness. These days, the background music of my life is a chorus of coughing and sneezing. <laughs> At work, colleagues complain of scratchy throats and put illness emoji next to their names on Slack. At home, my daughter returns from daycare with a backpack full of construction paper crafts and, more often than not, a runny nose. No matter how much my husband and I wash our hands and hers, the germs inevitably get passed on to our baby and then to us. Sometimes it seems like there's barely a break before another illness hits. Whether or not you have kids, it can feel as though you are stuck in a cycle of never-ending illness this time of year, particularly since the pandemic. It may appear as if you and your family are sick more often and that your colds are more severe and coughs drag on for longer. To some extent, it's simple math. COVID now adds to the infectious diseases already spreading every virus season, says Dr. Nahid Badelia. Actually, I think I've heard of Nahid Badelia. Founding director of Boston's University Center for Emerging Infectious Diseases Policy and Research. Man, it's like you're running a space agency there. 
In addition to the flu or RSV or respiratory syncytial virus, there are more than 200 viruses that cause cold-like symptoms, including entoviruses, rhinoviruses, parainfluenza viruses, and common cold coronaviruses that are cousins of the virus that causes COVID. As far as experts can tell, these viruses haven't changed to become more severe, but one reason they could feel more intense now is because our bodies have forgotten how to fight them off. Well, how did they forget to fight them off? Okay. So basically, uh, they're saying, uh, because everyone wore masks and isolated, it stopped the spread of the other viruses, and now we're sicker because our bodies weren't exposed to them during that time? Which, uh, oh, all right. I've, I've heard this from doctors within my own life that they would, they say, Oh, you know, it's because, you know, we we're all held back for so long, you know, from, you know, being around each other. And now we're just susceptible to every little thing. And that's why it's so easy for these things to spread. But it, and yet, uh, there's plenty of people. This is news to people at the New York times, I'm sure. But who didn't do the whole isolate for, you know, a year thing so uh believe it or not the only mention of covid shots is a possible reason why people are getting sick and maybe their immune systems aren't working as well or any of that is in the second to last paragraph where it says there are also steps that can curb at least some infections such as getting vaccinated against rsv if you are eligible and making sure you are up to date on flu and covid shots Okay, and then then it follows up with a peer-reviewed study about how people who are in that category get sick less off. Oh, no, it doesn't do that. doesn't do that at all. Huh, interesting. But, so that's still, so they're, they're acknowledging, yeah, yeah, it does seem like everyone's sick all the time, but that's actually uh, normal. Um, and if it's not normal, it's just cause like we, you know, we weren't sick back in 2020 during the pandemic where everyone was sick, but it's just cause we weren't sick then. And, uh, yeah, don't look at the vaccine except to get more of them. So. Yeah. Yep. <sighs> yes. And so. definitely don't look at the chemtrails. I mean, you'd have to be insane to like huh wow have you seen trail day i wonder if everyone in the house is gonna you know get sick in the next couple days oh wait there it is yeah he so the in the chat we have a uh an awesome awesome pilot and uh in the telegram and uh, he he's he's told a couple people that chemtrails were not chemtrails but contrails, and I feel like I almost want to have him as a guest on the show. I want to I want to know more. Like how how does he know this? And uh, I think it has something to do with when it's really cold out up high that a lot of that actually can be water vapor that then spreads. So not every single one is uh, chemtrails. Yeah, I've always been in the like there are contrails. But there are also chemtrails, and sure. pretty easy to tell the difference, Camp. Well, I thought contrails always disappeared, but kind of from what he was saying in the chat, when it's cold enough, they you know the the water vapor can can 
can form and, and then fall and causing a bit of a haze. So, uh, interesting. Yeah. Well, uh, recommend what in the world are they spraying? No, that's good. That's good. And, and, and I, and to be clear, our, our, our resident pilot in the telegram chat is not saying chemtrails don't exist, and he, but he is pointing out the ones that he believes to not be chemtrails. So just be interested to see that kind of how he makes that. Yeah, the you get um, you get the most intense propaganda in whatever field you're actually in, right? Yeah. So you know, and that's of the of like the professions where you actually have to know stuff, right? Like doctors, nurses, pilots. I'm not talking like you know, fast food workers, but where you actually have to be smart and learn stuff there, this goes all the way back to Edward Bernays. Like that's the most important part. You got to get those people, the propaganda. So it is going to be real tough uh, for a pilot to be like, Oh yeah, chemtrails. <laughs> I guess he's going to have a lot of stuff. Like, here's what it is. Nothing to worry about. Yeah, don't worry about the aluminum. Don't worry about anything else that's coming down. Or why you know forest fires on the west coast after years of spraying this stuff that's testable uh, in the forest that wasn't there before. Uh, where did it come from? Don't ask those questions. Just you know, well, it's just contrails. You're crazy if you think it's anything else. But I'd love to know how the uh, contrails turn on and off too. But it's, how do you mean? Like there's videos of the chemtrails being sprayed where the sprayer turns off and then turns back on. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. But before we. Th- throw our pilot under the bus though i i saw I'm, the comment. i'm not throwing our pilot under the bus i see no i see. no but i i believe he was talking about specific examples which yeah. he's like those are contrails yeah no he was I, I don't believe he universally said no there are no chemtrails no he was doing it but on a case-by-case picture-by-picture basis and i was trying to figure out kind of how he judges these things Well, another thing in the Telegram chat and another possible explanation for why people are sick all the time, uh, the 10 signs of parasites clip. The question I get all the time, what are the most common symptoms associated with parasites? Because due to the fact that we really do not have accurate and consistent, reliable, reproducible tests to find parasites within people's bodies. And knowing everybody has parasites, how do you know if you have them? So let's go through a couple of very common symptoms because you need to know this to know what the root cause is. So number one is constipation. Parasites release an enzyme within your gut that actually slows down the motility of your gut, which means they can feed on your food longer. So constipation is a big red flag. Uh, Also, just irritable bowel in general, uh, having bloating or pain. 
gut. I'm having issues with rectal itching. So I see kids do this all the time. It is a huge red flag. In fact, the minute I see it, I know that that child has a parasite and they're going to go home and they're going to share it with everybody. Um, also issues as we move up the GI into the sinuses, if you have issue with sinus congestion, that is largely parasitic in nature. And because parasites disrupt the immune system, you now become allergic to everything in the air, all the trees and bees and everything that are out there. So sinus congestion, big parasite problem, um, even issues with headaches. I know a lot of times people get uh, sinus headaches. It's all connected. Same thing with TMJ. If you have issues with uh, clenching your jaw, TMJ problems, pain in the jaw, or grinding your teeth. If you ever watch a child sleep, um, I've seen a couple of our children over the years grind their teeth at night, and I know they're battling some type of parasitic issue. Uh, things like skin issues. If you've got any type of rash, itching, um, feeling like your skin is crawling at times, like something's on your leg or something, but you don't see it. Um, if you have issues with eczema, psoriasis, definitely underlying parasitic risk with that. Um, your nails, if you ever, um, if you have fungus, right, that's a big one, but especially um, issues with biting your nails. Uh, children do this a lot as well. Um, parasite problem for sure. It's actually uh, a disruption in that immune system as well. But white marks on the nails, that's a zinc deficiency, but parasites love zinc. So if you have it, they're going to eat it. It's Thing with iron. So if you're low in iron, if you're fatigued or you have anemia, um, parasites are one of the most common underlying issues for low iron. So make sure uh, you're dealing with that if that's a symptom of yours. Um, also, uh, things like um, recurring infections. So this one's really, really big. If you have bacterial infections, yeast infections, and it doesn't matter if it's, you know, as a female, a vaginal yeast infection, if it's, you know, jock itch, if it's uh, toenail or fingernail fungus, if it's, uh, you know, athlete's foot, any kind of yeast, fungal, candida overgrowth issues. A lot of times what I found over the years um, is that people will attack the bacteria and yeast infections, but in reality, it just comes right back. Why? Because that wasn't the root cause. Um, it's largely due to parasites within the body because Parasites disrupt the immune system and allow other infections to take over. Why? It allows parasites to evade and escape, right? They're very intelligent. Their job is to stay alive, and so they will fool you with other infections that just seem to not go away. The last thing I want to mention is huge is sleep. If we don't sleep, we don't heal. And a lot of times people are waking up in the middle of the night. They can't get back to sleep, or uh, they're really tired when they wake up. Critters are active at night, so when you have you or anyone in your family, children or other, have these types of symptoms, this is something that needs to be detoxed. And understand, if one person in the family has it, they're sharing with everyone else. So. You there? Yep. Yeah. We we got all the parasites here. Yeah, so a couple things. One, uh, small children can't wipe their butt. So that is a lot of reason that these small children are itching their butt. Okay, that's one of them. That's one of the reasons, yes. Uh, the Some of the other ones, uh, grinding the teeth and others, it could be because of parasites. I'm not saying, I'm not willing to dismiss it, but just the going crazy on the one. Uh, about the the kids, the young kids, little kids are not they're not uh, there not very is, good at cleaning the rear end. So yeah, there's there is like 
I had seen that previously as I forget the particular parasite, but there that is a pretty common symptom of parasitic infection. Yeah, man. I think uh Yeah. There's there's ways there's ways to, to go about trying to deal with these parasites. I think uh we got a whole we got a whole subfolder in the chat where we're trying to figure out what we're gonna do. People are buying Fenbendazole and trying different things, so we'll see, yeah, kind of what ways to go about it that uh, that work. But yeah, I mean, I think I, th- I do think a lot of the parasites are a lot of the issues at this point. I'm a little wary of sushi now. I yeah, be, it's probably. I, I used know. to be excited about sushi, and now I actually, when I get sushi, I don't. Uh, I tend not to get the raw stuff now. I get it, you know. I get the salmon or the shrimp or crab. Yeah, probably smart. I mean, there's many, there's many great things about Oklahoma, but I've never heard anyone say, you know, where you should go for great sushi that you can really trust, Oklahoma. <laughs> no, I hear you. But yeah, it's there's. But I mean, that sleep things totally me. I mean, and that's. Well, you got and, you got the parasites, right? I mean, that's a that's yeah, a thing. That's, yeah. So and the family members with the tooth or the TMJ deal and yeah, to- teeth grinding. Yeah. So. My. My son has had some dental issues, and they said that he had teeth grinding. But the example they gave me was his two front his two front teeth are really worn down. And I'm like, yeah, because when he was two years old, he fell on the concrete and chipped his two front teeth. So I'm not sure you know all of what you're talking about. So I'm not. I got to go back and kind of figure out. Hey, is there other signs of teeth grinding? Because the front teeth that is not a good example. That's not what happened there. So. It's sugar, man. It's all sugar. If if parasites you uh, love the sugar, if you if you if you sub, it, realizing that parasites love the sugar, watching how bad they freaked out over ivermectin, and then uh, the subsidization subsidizing of sugar by the U.S. government. I don't know. It makes it makes a lot of sense to me. Oh, indeed. Yep. Uh, oh, what do we got here? Oh, I don't think we ever talked about this. It, it's neither one of us are in this boat, but the whole student loan deal. Sorry, abrupt, abrupt turn. Eh, we've been on all kinds of directions, but the this was just a story where I'm like, oh, I meant to talk about that months ago. So millions of student loan borrowers still aren't paying their bills, right? So they had the COVID thing where it's like, hey, people, you don't have to pay. Don't pay your loans. You don't have to do that. It's a pandemic. I think they're back on. That dragged on and on and on. And then they said, all right. Uh, And then Biden tried to do the forgiveness in a way that was clearly not legal, right? And they got shot down. 
but they were they tried to pin it on the republic look look it's the republicans that don't want you your student loans forgiven we tried we tried it we did all we could and well jimmy said okay it, it has to be you know they have to start paying again but this was just a it was a letter to no agenda a few months back mm-hmm. and it was like hey you know either them or someone they knew had student loans and they there was basically a wink wink agreement that the Biden administration the reason that some people pay you know you should pay loans because you took out a loan you pay it back right honest weights and measures so old honest person Andrew. but the reason that most people well, I shouldn't say most people. Reason that many people pay back loans is because they don't want what, Tim? Bad they credit. don't want to wreck their credit. And so what the Biden administration did is they said, yeah, we don't see any need to report the fact that people aren't paying their uh, their student loans to, like, you know, credit reporting agencies, employers so th- this is why they've they've told people you don't really have to start paying your student loans so as a result 40% are not paying their student loans after a 3 year payment hiatus so they got used to not paying it for 3 years and they're still not paying it I mean that's crazy so, I don't even know what what's going to happen. It it's all federal government backed, and then it's all yeah. I don't know exactly what the angle is, but this is a problem. It's a huge, huge, huge problem. Uh, our our good friend and the guy I listen to a lot, Jimmy Dore, fully. Uh, kind of diagnosed what's the word i'm looking for just dissected this whole situation and you know he's jimmy's a is kind of a classic liberal like he's he's definitely left-leaning and but he can't stand the current you know powers that be because they they hide under the guise of liberalism but in in essence it's you know obviously just to 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 their own ends and, and corrupt in like every possible way so uh one of the things that he pointed out was not only did the biden administration you know just illegally, like without any uh, political backing, say, hey, we're going to forgive student loans. He, he pointed out and he listed these three or four different ways that it could be done by a president. He's like, they picked the one way that for sure the Republicans could overturn as being unconstitutional. Yep. He's like, there were other options on the table that actually probably would have worked. But they picked the one thing that they knew for sure the Republicans would easily overturn in the Senate, and it just shows you it's all a, it's all a dang that, game. That, right? Na- that Nancy Pelosi had had said, "No, the president can't do that." Yeah, <laughs> she had literally said, "No, that's not that's not a thing." He has to check with us. He has to it has to go through Congress. So it just and it just shows you like they are willing to sacrifice and- their political capital to. Or no, they're willing to sacrifice the lives of the people and their livelihoods of American people to gain political capital. Well, and they notice that they this is the same thing Trump did with the wall. 
right? The Biden administration waited until the Republicans took back control of the House to start doing anything about student loans. So when they had an actual chance to do something legislatively, they didn't do anything. And then once the Republicans were back in, it's like, oh, we can blame them. Oh, look, I'm trying. I'm trying to do that campaign promise. Oh, oops. Can't do it. But uh, yeah, don't worry about it. We, You don't really have to pay them back anyway. It's, I mean, it, I know it's not just me. I know a lot of people are like this. I hate having debt. Yeah. Like the, the feeling of debt. It's like, ugh. We, and it, I can't imagine just being like, yeah, I'm not just not going to pay that. St- I'm just going to ignore the student loan bill. Every- yeah, but the American people are getting used to it, my friend. I mean, apparently, get, after get the- three years of it. Yeah, I mean, yeah. Yeah, I mean, like like I said, it, it you know, uh, over the last couple of years, uh, refinances have gone up every single quarter. Now, when you really start to dissect that, like, what does that mean? Home refinances every single quarter have gone up. Who's refinancing their home when the FHA loans eight and something percent? Well, there are people out there who have 30, 40, 50, 60,000 dollars in credit card debt, and then they have equity in their home. Eight percent's a heck of a lot lower than 23.99 or whatever, 24.99. Oh, wow. okay. And so, are people refinancing their house because credit card debt is at an all time high in this country? You may not be the only one, but I think people are getting used to it, especially with the way the economy is right now. That's you it. I, w- I wouldn't have guessed that anyone was doing refis on. That's interesting. Yeah. yeah, because credit card debt is at an all-time high, which shows you the real state of the economy. Can you do a separate home equity loan, though? Refinance or home equity loan, either one. Yeah, HELOCs, okay. those are up as well. So you're not necessarily giving up your 2.5% interest rate to... Right. Okay. No, that makes sense. Yeah. Yeah, because as part of what I do, you know, you go through, you ask them what their mortgage is. And I mean, first of all, there's a lot of people where it's zero. Good for them. Dave Ramsey style. Right. Uh, Sometimes it's just because they've literally been in the house that long. But then sometimes people have been in the house like 25 years and they they have you know like a, a mortgage you would expect they would have gotten like if they bought the house two years ago, and it's because of that because they you know got out the money with their equity by by taking out more debt on the on the house against the house so yeah yeah it's a. Uh, Dave Ramsey, wrong about Bitcoin, right about uh, student loans, or <laughs> or paying off your home mortgage. That would be nice. All right. I like Dave Ramsey, but Dave Ramsey also, in some ways, reminds me of Doctor Phil. Just like the most obvious yeah. advice, loudly. <laughs> So what you got to do is you got to get out of debt. You got to take all your debts and pay well, them just off. Just make more money then. <laughs> and you got to go to work and you got to do your job and you got to keep that job and you'll get promoted and just pay off your beans debts. Beans and rice for every meal. What could go wrong? That can't. 
they can't lead to potential <laughs> increased care. healthcare costs. So what does your day look like? Well, I drink a 40 and then I go and I do this. Like, well, what <laughs> well, if you just drink didn't drink? 40. What if you just didn't drink beer? Oh, you're just, you're blowing my mind right now, Dr. Phil. I think that you wouldn't have kids all over the country if you just didn't drink. Well, that's crazy. I never really even thought of that. I should try that. <laughs> I don't know. Yep. I, I like. I'm all in on parasites, but that video just bothered me. I feel like he was just just making up stuff as he went. It it was probably overly simplified, but uh, no, I think all those symptoms are legit. It he he overstated because I think a lot of those things can be parasites or could be something else, and he's just like uh, everything's parasites. I'm which, becoming a weirdo though. Like I'm seeing people with eczema or seeing people with like. Uh, you know, some sort of like skin rashes. Uh, uh, I have a family member close to me who has gotten skin rashes before. And I'm starting to think all of that is like, yeah. It, I, as they said, uh, when you have the little white bumps in the back of your arms, that's an example or hmm. a uh, sign that you have. I'm like, man, my kids, my kids have those for sure. I didn't, you know, real early started getting those. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know about the older one, but the younger one definitely has those. I didn't. I've never heard that. That's interesting. Yeah, I mean, white and, bumps on the back of the arm. Yeah, until everybody has them until I mean, until further notice. I guess I don't know. It is wild to think that 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 is kind of what's wrong with the American people. That's kind of what's wrong with a lot of the world, and it makes me wonder if that's you know the. Verses and revelation about pharmacia and tricking, tricking humanity, dealing in souls of men. Yeah, yeah, and it's you know almost like <laughs> all the clean and unclean stuff and the washing and yeah. I mean, do you want to eat shellfish when you're living in a desert without refrigeration? Probably not a good idea. No, right? You know, it's like oh, maybe maybe God knew what He was talking about. 6,000 years ago, too, but 4,000 years ago. But, uh, all right. Another, I don't know how to transition to this. Do you, you, don't have to do you want to thank some people? You got Let's anything else you want to do? I mean, there's, there's, people. there's other things I could do. What do I have here? I've got some, some, it's kind of a happy story, sort of. So, okay. I do have, there. I have a midweek motivator. Do we have happy stories after? How about, Ashley St. Clair on migrants. Let, let's do let's, donations. Let's migrants, thank some people, then and then then we will do a a disclaimer that there may be a tiny bit of flat Earth propaganda thrown in there, but mainly mainly uh, not so much flat Earth, just uh, just pro Jesus coming from from my boy. Oh, that's a great that's a great cliff. Yeah, I know I know what you're talking about. I came across that myself. Next. So. All right, so we will start, though, with the donations. So, everybody out there may have noticed, we don't have any uh, advertisers. Because, I mean, if we did, who who would advertise with us, really? Like, have we mentioned any products that you think that you're like, oh, these guys would know how to, you know, find a good pair of underwear? They They know something about home security in an apartment. System. I mean, we, we would take like a, a 
ivermectin sponsorship you yes know? if it was like a generic uh overseas sketchy company we'd, we'd probably take that ad you must eat the horse pace. Anyway, so we have decided we are going to be, we we are a listener-supported podcast, and we will continue to be a listener-supported podcast. So that means that we must depend on you, 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 the listener, 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 to keep the pirate ship afloat. So we're going to continue to do this, and hopefully you guys can continue to donate and send prayers and do all of the things that make this go around, sending us stories Throw stories in the email, send them over, go to revelationsradionews.com backslash contact. And right there, you can send send over stories, send over links. If you're in the into the Telegram sort of deal, you can join there. There's a whole folder now. I made a story for prayer requests. I forgot to mention that. Call out to the prayer requests. We have a prayer request folder, so we need to actually check in on that uh, at the end of the donations, if you could help me remember that. But there's also one for in the show. There's also one for uh, sending stories so that you can send stories for the future show. So if you want to contribute value that way, you could do it there as well. Most people could do the contributing of value by going to Revelations Radio News backslash support, donating via Give, Send, Go, or PayPal, or the P.O. Box. You can also just go, if you can't remember all that, just go to eugenicswars.com. Boom! Right there on the donation page. Eugenics so much Wars. easier. <laughs> yeah. Eugenicswars.com is the donation page. So you type that into your little search engine, pops up, boom, eugenicswars.com. You can donate right there. If you donate $25 or more and you want a free copy of Andrew's book, let us know as long as you live in the United States. If you live outside the United States, I think it's $35 to get a free copy of Andrew's book to handle the I international think we were doing 40. shipping. Yeah. Oh, it's 40 uh, just to handle the international shipping charges. I saw, I saw Danny explaining that to somebody in the Telegram. So uh, we do. you do have to email me and let uh, uh, us know. You got to know where to send it. Where to send it, yeah. So when you donate, if there's a comment section on PayPal, if there's a comment section on Give, Send, Go, if you're sending in a, a, a letter to the P.O. Box, go ahead and write out, hey, I want Andrew's book, and here's my address. So we will get those out to you. But that is the way that we thank you, is by sending a copy of Andrew's book, and then by thanking you on the podcast and throwing you in the producer credits of the show uh, directly after the one that you donated uh, at the time that you donated. So, anyway, without further ado, Revelations Radio. All right, you have the donation sheets open there. I don't know if this is a first or not, but we have no PayPal donations. Oh, and that might not even be real. I that, think I may have forgotten. <laughs> it could be okay, an oversight. You just might not have checked the PayPal. I might not have checked it. We are, so if you donated via P- these days, so let me look real if quick. If you donated via PayPal, you might not hear it. But via uh, gifts and go, as it says here, Daniel Conley. Oh, curveball! It's not totally not Sorry Danny about that. Conley. Depends on where I don't where I download it for. For some reason, it says Dan- <laughs> Daniel on the spreadsheet version of of that. They both versions of that name are good, but Daniel is that's a biblical name. So. Yeah. So send us twenty five dollars f- from Medford, Oregon. The PayPal rede- providing helpful information in the Telegram. Thank you, Danny. Thank you, Danny. The the PayPal re- redeemed my my forgetfulness. Ain't nothing there. So okay. there ain't no, there's no donations in the so, uh, Next, we have an 
donation via Give, Send, Go from Anonymous of $50. Thank you very much, Anonymous. And it says, happy holidays and blessings to all. Well, that's a nice sentiment. Thank you very much. Oh, I do have another good news story. Uh, Christmas themed. So don't, don't let me forget that. Next on the list from... Uh, from Buck, and we've we've seen him. Donate. We've definitely seen Buck. That that the name is familiar. I, I looked through the spreadsheet, couldn't figure out where Buck was from. So, Buck, if you want to send a message, then uh, let us know where you're from. But he had a he had an interesting other message to add to his. He, own. he says, uh, "Cube Earth rules." There may be some sarcasm there. Well, maybe not. Maybe not. Maybe there's a. a a cube birther out there. Is that a thing? I not that I'm aware of. Today. There's a well, there is there's a small group within the uh, you know, as we now know, ten percent of the population that believes in flat earth, uh that thinks there is either no firmament or that the firmament is is not like the snow globe image of it. So, like straight edges type deal. Anyway. But I just, you know, I'm a, I'm a traditional flat earther. S- snow globe style. Uh, next on the list, Reno in Texas. I just put Texas. I mean, he's told us several times he lives in Texas. I'm not sure where, so just Texas. Definitely from Texas. I'm I'm not a flat earther, but I don't understand. A flat earth with no firmament is, that's an anathema to me. How is that even slightly possible? Yeah. Sorry. Uh, it, yeah. That's, when we get into like the speculating about what's beyond the ice wall, it's like, come on, people. Let's see, you're, just, you're just moving outer space. You're not even getting rid of it. Like it's fake. But anyway. Uh so Reno sent us $25. Thank you very much, Reno. Next on the list, Rick uh, from North Dakota sent us $10. So that is this a different Rick? Uh, well, I, no, I don't think it is. I think it's the same Rick, but he's now calling himself Rick from North Dakota. Rick, did you move? We want to hear about it. Oh, no, no. This is not Kansas City, Rick. Okay. So with the, you don't have the last name here, but yeah, I'm thinking of a last name, but, uh, and last on the list, but certainly not least with the PO box donation, Chrissy from Manchester, New Hampshire, send us $80. Thank you very much, Chrissy. That's, that's all wrong. There's not, is it, does it say $80? Yes. My apologies. I was incorrect. She sent $100 and said, Jesus is Lord. Merry Christmas. I don't ever know it either. Well, thank That's, you, Chrissy. Well, it's I didn't I didn't transpose it when it came over the transom into the notes section from the P.O. box check. But yeah, uh, let's give her full credit for her hundred dollar donation. It's usually eighty. It must have been a moment of uh, <laughs> just just going with what I thought. Then let's give her full credit for that, and then. Uh, yeah, from Manchester, New Hampshire. And Jesus is Lord. Merry Christmas. 
All right. Well, thank she you is too. active in the uh, in the Telegram as well, which uh, gives me great joy to see people from all all different walks of life, different places around the the world. Do we have Do we have uh, any new musical clips from Maddie J? Ma- uh, Maddie B. Oh, from Maddie B. I oh, you know what? I guess so. We have Maddie B. Far superior. There's also a Maddie J that does no agenda. I did not know this. Maybe it's the same okay. person. Well, that wouldn't make sense at all. No, it's yeah. What does make sense anymore, Andrew? <laughs> I thought it was the. I thought it was the same person, and he just, you know, did both of ours. But uh, now I now you, I don't think so. If you truly listen to. Revelations Radio News, Canary Cry Radio, and No Agenda. I think you could pretty much listen to podcasts all day, every day. Like five days a week. But that's a lot of talking. It's a lot of talking. A lot of hours. A lot of hours. So we thank everyone uh, who contributed and everyone who's listening because you were... As we know, there's only a lifetime supply of time. So. Yeah. Also, uh, one just came in from, uh, this was just earlier this afternoon, uh, on Give, Send, Go. We got one from Jeremy uh, from the city formerly known as Minneapolis. I like the I like that. <laughs> uh, and Is it now Prince City? Yeah. He got a big note in here, too. Love you guys. Wish I could send more, but we're desperately trying to pay off all our debt and save enough money to get out of this city. We're trying to unplug from the system as much as possible and trying to get a piece of land in the country before Gates buys it all up. Thank you both for helping me stay sane. My address for the book is, and he listed it out on Give Sango. That's awesome. All right. Okay. I'm going to get this copied immediately. Send what, it over What was to the you. name again? Uh, this is Jeremy, and I can tell you. Oh, okay, from, from the Telegram. He is in the Telegram group, yeah. and he threw... A prayer request in there, and I don't know if we're allowed to do prayer requests on the show. I guess we should maybe ch- chat about this, but uh, yeah, I don't know if we're allowed to just broadcast people's prayer requests over the over the show. But I'd like for people's feedback on that. Hey, should we take prayer requests out and let everybody know to pray for them during the show? But uh, Jeremy, uh, dealing with uh, well, like myself, he was at one point. Uh, he's let's just say this: he's clean and sober. But he could use the extra prayers. Uh, he's facing some uh, kind of remnants from uh, dealing with that life and uh, could use prayers in kind of getting everything back together. And uh, I think that that is an admirable pursuit, obviously one that I've been through, but not uh, one. It's one I've been through, but I, I, my, my, my time of, of use of those sort of things was much shorter than his. So, Lord, I just want to pray for uh, Jeremy. Thank him for... Uh, being uh, generous and donating to the show, helping us to uh, continue it. But Lord, I also just want to uh, pray for his issues, Lord, as he becomes clean and sober and all of the kind of hangups and uh, traps and strangeness that happens uh, when you do that. Lord, I just pray that your Holy Spirit would be with him and help him through this very uh, delicate time period in his life. Uh, just ask that you bless his house, uh, bless his family, and uh, bring him a large helping of peace as he moves through this time. In Jesus' name, amen.
Yeah. Amen. One of, go ahead. And there's still a little bit of land available in Oklahoma. Come on down. There you go. I, uh, let me see. Let me put this in the email. So I email it to you now. So I don't forget. Um, there we go. Um, I wanted to say one of the things that kind of threw me off. I hadn't, I did not expect this, but, uh, when I, uh, first got sober, I think I went to, a, a alcoholics anonymous meeting or something. And they were like, look, everything's about to get way worse. <laughs> and I was like, what? And I'm like, yeah, I'm not gonna lie to you. Like your life's going to get better eventually. But like for a while, it's about to be worse. And they just talk about how, like, because you're an addict or because you're doing whatever it is that you're doing, uh, you're not dealing with a lot of other things. And once you really start to get sober, those things kind of throw themselves back in your face. Right. And it's like all all the stuff. And I'm not speaking for Jeremy anymore. I'm speaking for myself, my own personal journey. But all of the, you know, all the things I had been avoiding, you know, shined shined in my face and it was like okay now i gotta start kind of dealing with some of this stuff and then you know they tell people hey no relationships for the first year and all this stuff and some of that it's good advice some of sometimes it's not possible to to do that but the reason is it's, it's a big it's a big year of transformation when you're first getting sober because if you if you truly do it there's nothing to fall back on and to hide behind so all you got is you looking you in the mirror and uh, a uh, wise man once told me, the problem with what, running from you, your problems is wherever you go, <laughs> you're still there. There you are. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah. anyway. No, I mean, that's what that's where drugs and alcohol are usually trying to deal with problems but they don't they don't deal with them they just hide them from yeah masks the symptoms and and pain of them yep revelations radio so the- listen to me carefully and listen good go ahead <laughs> It's a random one. <laughs> so, you know, it's one of the Telegram channels is the physical fitness one, which I have not been uh, much of a contributor to. But uh, they were talking jujitsu, martial arts I saw type that. stuff. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah, I did yeah. read through that. So, and I, you know, I don't participate, but I, I watched some UFC stuff started sure. during the pandemic. Sure. So Bryce Mitchell, we've played clips from oh, him before yeah. Arkansas, Arkansas farmer. And, uh, you know, he'll talk about it some in this clip actually, but you know, rough background and, and found Jesus and he's, uh, he's proud of it. He's, uh, he, <laughs> after a victory, he, brought a King James Bible into the ring and held it up and said freedom over and over again. So, um, 
And he's also a big, uh, known for being a big Donald Trump fan. So very popular in the. Uh, and I feel the need to point it out. I don't know why. Maybe it's racist of me, but uh, he's African American. No. No. Not. I messed it up. My apologies. <laughs> <laughs> he's very much, despite the nickname Thug Nasty. Um, I saw actually, you kind of have to be white to get away with that. Nickname. I saw a different uh, UFC guy. I believe African American talking about flat Earth this last week. So, oh, I've got that clip too. Rampage Jackson. That's thank you. Rampage Jackson's a he's a legend. Okay. So, uh, so Bruce Mitchell is still an active fighter. UFC two ninety six, the most recent event. Uh, he was called up basically two weeks' notice. He said, "I'll do it. I'll go fight Josh Emmett." Josh Emmett's. Not that great, but he is a he very powerful puncher. Like the okay. the possibility of getting knocked out very real, right? Mm-hmm. And Bryce Mitchell decided, let me throw my face into his fist as hard as I can while he's punching as hard as he can, and just see what happens. And the result was knocked him out cold. He hits the ground, and then he starts having a seizure, like oh. from the from the knockout. I mean, it was it was brutal. So the um, Josh Emmett, so UFC. I mean, it's you're the fight's not over until the until the ref like waves you off of him, right? So usually, what happens is someone gets knocked out, the other guy jumps on top and starts pounding their head into the ground until the ref gets over there and, and pulls them off. Uh, in this case, Josh Emmett stood over him, you know, screaming at him, but did not hit him again. So that's, that's relevant with this clip. So let's uh, play the Bryce Mitchell reacts to Joe Rogan's comments at UFC 296. So Joe Rogan, not just a podcaster, also does the UFC pay-per-view event, so. Hey, y'all, I just watched the fight back, and I wanted to give y'all my basically live reaction to it. Uh, my first thoughts were that was an incredibly hard knockout, and uh, I'm really lucky I didn't get hurt any worse because my head's not hurting. I feel just fine. Uh, I'm right back to work. This is that barn that I was working on when I took the fight. Um, you can see, you know, got a lot of work left to do, but that's that's what I'm up to, okay? But I want to let y'all know that I'm so happy with Josh Emmett because uh, right after he knocked me out, he could have followed up with the hammer fist and it probably would have killed me. And uh, he didn't even follow up with anything. You know, he, he was just happy with his knockout and he walked away. And I'm so gracious for that. I will forever remember that. And I love that whole team, that alpha male team. I love every single one of you guys. And uh, thank you for for not hitting me extra, Josh. Uh, It takes more of a man to actually do that. You know, everybody thinks you're more manly if you hit them after they go down. It's actually you're more manly if you walk away and care about that person. Thank you so much, Josh. And also, too, I want to thank Joe Rogan. God bless you, Joe Rogan. 
thank you so much for what you said after that fight. Uh, you took command on that microphone and you said, do not let Mitchell stand. And you were absolutely right, Joe. I was totally out of it. I can't remember anything actually until they sat me down in that gurney in the back of the ambulance. So everything where, where it appears is that I wake up and I'm talking to Dana and talking to everybody. I don't remember none of that. That That's not even me there. You know, that's like blackout drunk like i can't remember nothing nothing and uh it's actually worse than that because at least if if you're drinking you kind of have a memory of what happened but anyways uh i'm just so glad that they sat me down in that that uh that gurney and they got me out of there they escorted me out of there they had hands up under my armpits the whole time because they could see that i couldn't walk good so thank you the ufc for how you handled that and thank you joe rogan for being the one who stepped up on the microphone and making sure that it was known um that i needed medical attention because you could tell i couldn't walk if they would have let me walk down that cage by myself i'd have fell and busted my head open it had been terrible it'd been a nightmare um so thank y'all for caring about me josh and joe rogan and ufc you know dana white came in a cage afterwards um and i also fought in front of chuck liddell and donald trump and i'm really happy about that i remember looking at donald trump in the face i remember looking at chuck liddell in the face like it was a dream come true and i'm right back to work on this barn here so i'm not gonna let any of this slow me down and and everybody's making fun of me uh for thinking that god protected me and I'm telling y'all right now, he did because I about met Jesus for real. I mean, I, it could have been way worse. I could have died. So I'm just so happy that I'm healthy. And that um, after that fight, you know, they really got me right to that ambulance and sat me down. And once I was sat down, my memory came back and I'm fine. But I, I'm glad that nothing else worse happened than what did. And, uh, man, I got a lot to be to be happy for. And I'm blessed. And thank you. And thank God. And I love y'all. I thought a nice message there. Sure. Classy. So then, um, and I just left the, the headlines on there, but, uh, cause it's, you know, someone just with the YouTube channel trying to get clicks off of what he had said, but, uh, he talks about, <laughs> he talks about Google and it's a little rambly. If you want to stop it early, that's fine. But the end is, is good. Um, he talks about going on Google and the media portrayal of, of his event. And I'll say for the most part, he's, he's spot on, on, on most of this. So. So every day since my fight, I've been making a video because I've had an undeniable urge to do so. And I really just, and thinking about just moving on in life. I'm not really dwelling on the past. It's not heavy on my mind or my heart or anything like that. But I've had an undeniable urge to, to talk about these revelations I've been having. And today I had one as I got onto Google. <clears throat> I went to type something in to find an address to where to go to in town. And when I typed it in on Google, uh, or I had to pull up Google, a picture of me is underneath the scroll, uh, scroll bar the search bar and um it's me out cold laying sideways while i was sitting there twitching okay and what i want to tell y'all is that it is a fact 
that they will never, ever, ever put a picture of another fighter laying sideways out cold on the uh, underneath Google on the front page. It's also a fact that, um, you know, they're never going to put any of my accomplishments on the front page of Google. Do you see? They're never going to put a picture of me holding my hand up proclaiming Jesus Christ as Lord and King. They'll never put that picture on the front page of Google. And they'll never put another picture of another fighter out cold on Google. So what I'm telling you guys is I am being persecuted. I became very aware of it today when I went on to Google. And this is an all-out media attack by Satan because Satan controls this media. And all of us Christians out there know that. And uh, I just want to let y'all know, you just can't embarrass me. You can't humiliate me because I don't care about other people's opinions like that. It just does not bother me. I refuse to let it bother me. And this right here, that's what you call herpes, okay? I'm not scared to hide my face. I'm not going to do that, okay? Um, and I feel like I wanted to make this video <clears throat> to let y'all know that I know that I'm being treated unfairly by the media. Um, but what that is is Satan is trying... To make me seem like I'm nothing. Okay. So he wants. Satan wants y'all to go to, get on Google. And to type whatever you're going to type. See that picture of me. Laying there sideways out cold. And then automatically think. Oh well Bryce Mitchell is just a fool who got knocked out. And I am a fool who just got knocked out. That's not what I'm saying. But what I am saying is that. I do profess the truth. And the truth scares them. They don't want you to know. My story and my story is a man who is living a life of sin, spoke the name of Jesus Christ, casted out a demon, turned to Christ. And now I'm a warrior of Christ. And they don't want you to know that you can do that. And so here's basically what happened to me is when I came to Christ, um, I was living a life of darkness and I was a complete atheist. I didn't believe in God. I didn't believe in Satan. I didn't believe in any other. And uh, then I encountered a demonic person who was possessed and I performed an exorcism. That's when I realized um, and when I performed exorcism, I tried everything that I could. But as soon as I spoke the name of Jesus, the demon walked out the door and I saw it with my own eyes and I could do it again if the demon came over here again. And in the name of Jesus Christ, I'm telling you, you can cast out demons. I've seen it. And that's how I know the name of Jesus Christ is true. People don't believe me. The The news is actually trying to make me look like a fool because I know the power of Jesus Christ. And and I'll spread it. I'll tell everybody that I can. And and not only is am I being um all my all my pictures of me being out cold is being broadcasted, which is very untypical. They typically don't broadcast pictures of fighters who are unconscious. That's being broadcasted to the world. They're trying to push this agenda that I can't fight, that I'm nothing. And But let me tell you what else is happening. Like all of my good interviews on YouTube and a lot of my posts that are really, really factual and political on Instagram and Facebook, they're being censored. So my posts are censored. You can't, I can't even have an honest conversation. It, it's starting to look like more and more like communist China. Okay, and 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 I believe the number of my followers on Instagram is is reduced. 
um, because of Mark Zuckerberg. I believe that they're censoring my content. I know they're censoring my content. They're, they're putting up, um, what you call it? False information ads. Yeah. Like I'm telling you false information. It, it, go, go look at my post and I speak the truth. And, uh, every time I speak too much truth, they put a label on it that says false information. They censor the number of views I get. But when you put me on Tucker Carlson, two million something plus views. And so that just shows that people are watching. And, um, I just wanted to share with y'all that I am aware of what's going on and Satan is not bothering me one bit. I want to share that with y'all because I just felt the call to, to share it with you. I think that it will help all of us just by recognizing that, um, Christians out there are being persecuted. And I know my case is not that bad of a case. There's people that are in, in different countries that are being killed because they're Christian. Okay. But that, that's what I just wanted to share with y'all. And, um, thank y'all for all the support after the fight. I'm happy. I'm healthy. Uh, like I said, I don't care what nobody thinks about me. I didn't, I didn't wake up and do my hair today. Okay. I woke up, my hair was looking like this. I don't care what I look like. I'm happy. Okay. And I'm happy for everything that I have in my life. I'm grateful. I'm grateful. And, uh, the reason I'm grateful is because I have Jesus Christ and that's how I identify is through Christ. And that's the new me. The old me was attached to the, the selfish things. And the new me is attached to serving God. And I can do that perfectly right now. And I'm happy to do that. So thank you all for watching. A little rambly, but I liked where he ended up there. Sure. So it was. And I mean, to be honest. Now, it's a little different environment, right? Than like right after combat sports when someone shoves a microphone in your face. But honestly, like the, the guy does sound more mature than Bryce Mitchell did a year ago. I, I would agree like with I, that. I think he's genuinely. I think you've brought clips from him previously. Yeah, he's. I think he's maturing and he's genuine. And so anyway. I'm I'm a Bryce Mitchell fan, and uh, we've got this is your well, it's it's not necessarily flat Earth propaganda. It's just I just you know NASA I like, I like NASA the way skepticism. He, like so, the way he put this. So we've got that clip too. I've got I've got a quick story here. So Gizmodo. Because we talked about the asteroid, the asteroid sample, you know, that uh, NASA sent the rocket to go capture uh, part of an asteroid millions of miles away, brought it back, dropped it down onto their facility in Utah. You remember all this? How could I forget? How could you forget? Well, that was two months ago. So it's been two months. Bruce Willis was no longer available to land on the. Oh, sorry. Why can't NASA open the asteroid sample container? The space agency is having to develop new tools to crack open the canister containing bits from the asteroid Bennu. They can't open the canister because they had to archive the canister because they were running out of space. 
So wait, what? And uh, guess who the uh, the contractor is working on this with them? Mm, oh, SpaceX. Lockheed Martin. Ah, Lockheed Martin. Sure. <laughs> My next guess was Stanley so, Kubrick. So, so this is just a this is a money laundering operation for the military industrial complex. That's what NASA is. Yeah. It's Lockheed Martin. Okay, you can't design a canister that can be opened. This is the hard part. Sending a rocket up, intercepting an asteroid, <laughs> Land, millions of miles away, asteroid. landing, scooping up the rocks, bringing it back. But now you're spending millions more dollars in multiple months because you can't open it? It doesn't make any sense. Let's see, you just got to call Steve Jobs. Say, hey, man. Or uh, Tim Cook. Just say, hey, how do we get this thing open? So how do we get this thing open? Yeah. <laughs> He's got a bad track record with helping out on that in the past, but who knows? Maybe yeah, so it's uh oh, he uses Face ID. <laughs> yeah, is it, is it set up for Asteroid ID there? Yeah, yeah. it's uh, let's check and make sure if it's really now. So anyway, it's a a bogus story on top of a bogus story on top of a really big bogus story. Uh, but I threw it in there for the update. Um, we gotta you know keep tracking down that asteroid Banu, and then. Elsewhere in space news today, um, Blue Origin. Oh, good. You know, the uh, yeah. Jeff Bezos uh, male, <laughs> male phallus rocket. <laughs> As opposed uh, to the female phallus rocket? How dare you assume my phallus gender? <laughs> well, that's why I said, I said, <laughs> Uh, so Blue Origin successfully launched and recovered its new Shepard booster. And uh, this was posted in Telegram with a, a note uh, to pay attention to the numbers that were used. Okay. So, you know, we've got uh, Elon's rockets. They have uh, 33 booster engines, you know, 33 of them. So this is the, this is totally different though. This is Jeff Bezos's rocket. So Blue Origin's 24th mission was a success after its new shepherd, not like the, mm. not like uh, the, the Lord you know, is my shepherd. That, that's the old shepherd. We got the new shepherd rocket, which is a giant phallus. Okay. Took off from West Texas on Tuesday morning. The booster and crew capsule uh, safely separated in mid flight with both landing back on earth. Liftoff occurs around, 2554 in the live stream and from there you could see the new shepherd propel to a maximum altitude of about 66 miles mm -hmm. allowing the unscrewed capsule to spend a short time in space the reusable booster lands upright at the 33 minute mark following the brief trip and the capsule comes parachuting down after while Blue Origin originally planned on the December 18th flight, the Jeff Bezos-owned space tourism company scrubbed the launch due to cold temperatures and ground issues. Its team had to troubleshoot. The NS-24 mission carried 33 payloads to space with more than half from NASA and others from educational institutions. It also had 38,000 postcards from students around the world on board. You can watch a replay of the live stream in the video embedded below. All right. So the latest flight comes one year after the Blue Origin abruptly ended its NS-23 mission due to a booster failure. 
Following an investigation, the Federal Aviation Administration pinpointed the issue as a structural failure of an engine nozzle caused by higher-than-expected engine operating temperatures. The FAA required Blue Origin to carry out 21 corrective actions, including a redesign of a certain engine and nozzle components before it could attempt another launch. Although Blue Origin has brought humans to space before, this latest success brings the company Closer to its goal of offering trips to space for more people. So, yes, there's the 33s, there's the, you know, 2 and 1 equals 3, there's the 66, which is twice 33. It's also, you know, yeah, it's the numerologists are laughing in their sleeves at that little article by Emma Roth there, who covers the streaming wars, consumer tech, crypto, social media, and much more. So she's clearly an expert on space. All right. Now, tying it all together, we got Rampage Jackson. So the clip that I didn't play because I didn't want to bleep out the, um, I didn't want to do the work of bleeping out the the Einstein quote, as he put it. Uh, People can look that up if they want to. But uh, Rampage Jackson, famous UFC and Bellator and even other organizations before that guy, kind of one of the original stars of MMA and uh, he's getting interviewed and he, he tells him, he's like, why is it a big deal when people just like believe the Bible on the shape of the earth? I, I like, I like that approach. I thought that was, and the, it was classy, and it's hard to argue with. And the and the the, <laughs> the uh, guy's like the guy's the like Bible's wait what? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's kind of funny. So anyway, so after that part, this is the does second. Does it say part. that? It does say that. Just a, a short clip, uh, twenty six seconds, where um, it's just him talking on what's probably a podcast. I'm not even sure what what the podcast is, but you do? Yeah, I do. Google. Uh images of satellites i've never seen a satellite that was real i'm just saying i'm not a flat earther i'm just saying yeah yeah that is very strange now that you bring that up this is what changed me when um i looked into um emergency landings why would they why okay, are they okay. selling us on round that's not the only thing they're selling you on they're selling you on space you don't think they're real you don't think sun's real no 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 sun is real the sun okay. and the moon is real okay but out of space is not I'm I'm disappointed. I'm disappointed. <laughs> this is this is not good. This that other clip where he was just like, "Hey, why do people get mad about the Bible? What it says?" I thought that was really good. I thought that was the, the well. This is had. immediately follow. I understand, follows, but yeah, yeah, it's not as good though. Space is fake. They hear our listeners hear that all the time. We want to hear a giant <laughs> black man say that the Bible says that the world is flat. It's so obvious. Space is fake. <laughs> it's it's too obvious that space is fake. All right. I don't even well, think you have to be a, a flat earther to see the space is fake. Well, and the because it was someone else that's like, you know, I've never seen a real picture of a satellite, which, you know, no one's ever seen a real picture of a satellite, like actually out in space. I, when, as soon as he said that, I was like, well, that's weird. Because I, and I started scrolling through my mental Rolodex. I'm like, CGI, CGI, CGI. I'm like, ah, I've also not seen a picture of a satellite. Yeah. And the... And then it's weird that all the satellite-looking things are always attached to balloons when they come crashing down to Earth or, you know, come from China 
China spy balloon. It's a spy balloon. It's not a satellite. That's not what satellites are. Yeah. So anyway. All right. I got a interesting, interesting point. There's always, you know, different routes into it. I got a quick one. This uh, gal is, I guess we'll call her Twitter famous. I think she is on, let me just look her up. I think she's on one of the, I don't know if it's Daily Wire. She is a media personality. Ashley St. Clair, you familiar with her? Let's see. Rings a bell. Yeah, I can't remember. So I'm going to pull up her Twitter profile. Da, 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 da. Oh. She claims to be a diversity hire at the Babylon Bee, which is awesome. Um, <laughs> so anyway, uh, she's she's pretty great, uh, but a public face, especially around lead up to the 2020 election. Uh, shortly after, she, I think she got pregnant and kind of disappeared for a little bit, obviously raising the baby. And now she's kind of back in the, the spotlight going about her normal life and was in Phoenix and... At the Phoenix airport, one I'm sure you've been to multiple times, and came across an interesting scene on her Delta flight. And now she is, uh, she runs with uh, Jack Posobic. Poso. Poso. Just just call him Poso. And she's been, I think she's been on his show. She kind of runs in that crowd. So when she spots this thing at the Phoenix airport, you know, she has a phone, which all of us have these days, and we can just become famous by making our own videos. But it helps when you already run in these circles and can quickly get stories out and people know who you are. So she immediately documents what she sees at the Phoenix airport as she's flying back to D.C. I'm at the Phoenix airport right now. I'm waiting to board my flight to New York, uh, to JFK. And it looks like we have a whole lot of migrants who are also boarding this flight that the U.S. taxpayers are paying for. This is what the U.S. taxpayers are paying for right here. Premium seats on Delta that they have people coming here. We're paying for this, shipping them out to New York City because guess what? Everywhere else is at capacity. So they have these sanctuary cities like New York that they're now shipping these migrants to that we're all paying for. So in the comments, people said, hey, you're racist. How can you tell these people are migrants? And she, <laughs> she responded with something like, they still have the, because unlike you, I actually leave my house and do investigation. And they still are all carrying the processing bags they're given to, at the border. Anyway, so she, she clearly knew. Uh, and she made a video and she said that people immediately started coming up to her, Delta Airlines uh uh, employees, people on her flight said, man, you're so brave for speaking out. I'm, I'm so glad you're saying something. This has been going on for a long time. She's had pilots contacting her saying, hey, this has been going on for a long time. This this whole thing is still happening. We are still bringing migrants in. She's, they've, uh, there was people in the comments section of this tweet explaining that they watched most of the people that she's talking about in the uh, video walk through security while they're sitting there having to take their belt and shoes off. <laughs> these, these people were escorted straight through oh, security. Please. She's had border patrol people talk, contact her, say they're not doing any sort of COVID or, you know, testing on anybody that's coming across the border. And I'm not condoning that. I don't think that's the answer, but it's interesting that all of these people are reaching out to her because she had the you know bravery on a personal trip to see something and then film it and, and call out what was happening. And now it's, it's becoming kind of a bigger and bigger deal. 
I'm sure we'll hear we'll hear about this soon, but go ahead. So, what's the timeline on when did this happen? Uh, so I think it's uh, if this wasn't today, it was the day before yesterday. For some reason, my computer is not. <sighs> I've lost connection with just Twitter. It doesn't make sense to me, but yeah, it doesn't seem like it wants to load so, anything new from Twitter right now. I was listening to Last American Vagabond, mm-hmm. and he was talking about. Uh, Katie Hobbs, the Arizona governor. Yep. Which, I mean, that was one of the more blatant stolen elections, right? The most obvious. With Carrie Lake, like, yeah. Everybody, everybody likes Carrie Lake. Nobody yep. likes Katie Hobbs, and she won. Uh, makes perfect sense. But she is, for some reason, whether political survival or what have you, or some other deal she's doing what the republican governors are doing and sending the national guard to the border katie hobbs is yes interesting and she's saying the biden administration is not doing their job oh uh, they are na- national they are. guard they're being they're being told to uh to destabilize the entire western hemisphere so no they are doing their job it's just and the and what uh what ryan christian was saying was just that it smelled a little false flaggy to him. That like, she would. why is this Democrat governor sure. doing the Republican? And then it's like all the weird stuff of like, oh, Hamas could get in through the southern border. And then like your story there where it's these people just walked right through security. Yeah. You know, yep. not even. So it, it feels like they're setting up an either an actual event or at least a narrative that could be like there's a future event that you just can't put your hand, your finger on. Yeah. It's and be like, Oh, how do we, how did no one see this coming? Yeah. We couldn't, I mean, our administration and I think the previous administration, there's no way anyone foresaw flying planes into buildings. Actually, there's a whole document where they made all, <laughs> all the stuff and they're like, Hey, they could fly these planes into the buildings. So it's, Peanut yeah, so for just a the, new Pearl Harbor. And the immigration is, it gets people riled up. I don't think you anybody's know. for it at this point. No. Well, it's. It's to the point where, I mean, I guess, if, I guess you go off the most liberal of liberals in Seattle. Maybe there's some people who are still for it, but. I, Oh, there's there's plenty of people for it that are, don't live anywhere near where it's happening. Right, but anybody <laughs> they're not who, for it in their neighborhood, though. I can guarantee you that. Yeah, yeah. as but, proven. Uh, <laughs> one of the best moments of the last couple of years was when they sent those, uh, like a bus full load of migrants. I think DeSantis did it. He sent them to uh, Martha's house, Martha's Vineyard. Oh, yeah. No, in yep. uh, Nantucket. Oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, they sent him to Kamala's house too. Yeah, the- that's good stuff, man. Speaking of which, uh, our governor here, good old Mister Stitt, uh, endorsing DeSantis. You see this? I did not see that. Yeah, doesn't surprise me. He doesn't strike me as a Trump guy. Well, and he was a big Trump. I mean, Trump gave him 
gave him the nod, which led him into where he is now. I mean, he, you know, he, he was whisked into office pretty what, quickly. What's the point? Is, is this a new endorsement? No, as a matter of fact, he, I, I didn't know this. So oh, he's, okay. he's doing some sort of a show where he endorses or he's you know standing up for his campaign or saying that he endorses the DeSantis campaign. I mentioned that to a friend of mine who, a humble brag, actually knows Governor Stitch through some strange <laughs> happenstance. And he's like, yeah, man, he got kind of blackballed by Trump after he supported DeSantis. I was like, why would he do that? But he's like, well, I don't know. DeSantis is like a normal dude. He's not, you know, like Trump. So, I don't know. Whatever. But yeah, I just thought that was interesting. Yeah, they must have had a a deal, right? Like him and DeSantis. Yeah. Because there's governor, there's governor events where they all sure. you know, get together and hang out and get uh, paid off by foreign interests to yeah. allow stuff yeah. to happen in their state. So yeah, Gates Foundation employs Governor Inslee's kids. China. Said, I've said a million times. All right, uh, we hit All right. Po- positive clip, and then we're out of here. No, it's not a clip. It is well. I have a clip. You've got a clip. Mm-hmm. I've got a a story. I don't know if this is because they're. And then you found five dollars. I think are people anti Christmas? Are our listeners anti Christmas? Yes. Okay. I was previously anti-Christmas until Chris White pointed out this is the most Christian that most of the whole world will be, so maybe don't talk about how it sucks yes. <laughs> all the time. Which was good, yes. Which I think we we may have read on the show or, or talked about on the show at least. Sure. So this is in, in a similar vein from Derek and Sharon Gilbert. Okay. Uh, Merry non-pagan Christmas. This time of year brings back memories of childhood and family, at least for those who were blessed to have parents who made Christmas a special time. As parents ourselves, there was a special joy in creating similar Christmas memories for our daughter when she was young. However, a belief has been growing in recent years among Christians that Christmas is based on pagan celebrations. December 25th was selected for Christmas, it's believed, because it was the, the date of the annual Saturnalia, a Roman festival for the winter solstice. It was celebrated with the sacrifice in Rome's Temple of Saturn and was followed by a big party of public feasts, private gift-giving, and temporary suspension of social rules with masters waiting on slaves, gambling, and general drunkenness. It's probable that the church sometimes adopted days celebrated by pagan religions and Christianized them, which is not to say the pagan holy days were made Christian, they were just given a Christian veneer. For example... All Hallows' Eve and All Saints' Day, which likely developed out of the Celtic Festival of the Dead, Samhain. So Ooh, the logic goes... Celt- Celtic. I never correct you, but that word is definitely Celtic. Oh, yeah. Celtic Festival. I probably said Samhain wrong, too. How do you say that? I don't know. but that, I never correct you, but just Celtic is a pet peeve of mine. I'll probably never correct you again. Okay. I'm, I'm not a fan of the Boston Celtics. <laughs> well, the Boston Celtics have made it a point to pur- purposely uh, mispronounce the correct use of the name. Okay. So the logic goes, it must have happened with Christmas, the Christmas, and Saturnalia. Or Christmas might have been an attempt to hijack the birthday celebration for Sol Invictus, the unconquered sun god of Rome. 
Some take the rites back even further in time and claim that December 25th was celebrated in the ancient Near East as the birthday of the world's first emperor, Nimrod. Nimrod. The belief is that Christmas originated as a celebration of the birth of Nimrod, king of Babylon, to his wife, mother, Semiramis. This sounds like Jordan uh, Maxwell material. You see, she didn't like the idea of giving up the lifestyle of a queen just because of Nimrod's untimely and inconsiderate death, and so she produced an, an, another child, either Im- Nimrod's unborn son or through an affair, who she claimed was the resurrected Nimrod. She declared Nimrod a god, a sun god by most accounts, thus making herself a goddess. The Eulog represents Nimrod, who's sometimes identified as Baal or Baal, and the Christmas tree represents Nimrod resurrected as his son, Tammuz. On top of all that, we're also told that we celebrate the birth of Christ on the wrong day. We can't know for sure, but clues in the Bible suggest a birth in the spring or fall. September 11th. And there, Well, it's, it says there's an excellent analysis of prophetic clues in Revelation 12, 1 through 5. The passage is referring to the woman clothed with the sun by E.L. Martin in his book, The Star of Bethlehem. The star that astonished the world, pointing to the precise arrangement of the skies over Jerusalem on September 11th, 3 BC. Some feel that the birth of the Messiah, if it's going to be celebrated at all, should at least be remembered on the correct day or as correct as can be anyway. So should we just chuck Christmas out with the uneaten Thanksgiving leftovers? No, not necessarily. The questions we need to ask are these. Is Christmas really based on the worship of pagan gods? When did the early church begin celebrating Christmas, and why did they settle on December 25th for the holiday? Are you bored, or should I keep going? I'm good. These are good. I thought this was a good article. The answer to the first question is a resounding no. It is not based on the worship of pagan gods. First of all, the concept of Nimrod as a god is a non-starter. Let us make this very clear. Let me be clear. There is no evidence from the ancient Near East, none whatsoever, that Nimrod was worshipped as a god by any civilization, at any time, anywhere. In fact, the myths that grew up around the memory of Nimrod were probably based on a Babylonian god, most likely the warrior god Ninurta, instead of the other way around. Furthermore, Semiramis, the Assyrian queen uh, Samuramat, reigned between 811 and 808 BC, or from 809 to 792 BC. She was one of the first women in history to rule an empire. However, if Nimrod was the builder of the Tower of Babel, she died at least 2,300 years before Semiramis walked the earth. Or he died at least 2,300 years before Semiramis walked the earth. It's tough to have children when you live 2,300 years apart. Even if Nimrod was the historic King Sargon the Great, founder of the Akkadian Empire, as argued in a new book by Dr. Doug Petrovic, there's still more than 1,500 years between Nimrod and Semiramis. Much of the information about Nimrod, Semiramis, and Tammuz comes from Alexander Hislop's 1858 book, The Two Babylons. With all due respect, because he was no doubt sincere in his desire to warn the world about what he believed was the false religion of the Roman Catholic Church, Hislop's scholarship was poor at best. He seems to have taken the names of dozens of ancient gods and goddesses, mixed them up into sort of an ancient myth smoothie. (laughs) Uh, Hislop may have meant well, but he's misled Christians for more than 150 years. In short, Nimrod was not a sun god, and he wasn't Baal either. Baal would probably be insulted that you said so. 
Nimrod was only human while Baal was the god of storms, rain, and vegetation. He was worshipped for a time as one of the ancient Near East dying and rising gods like Tammuz, who, by the way, was worshipped as a god in Mesopotamia thousands of years before Semiramis was born. As such, Baal and Tammuz would have been mourned in the fall and celebrated in the spring. Neither of those seasons matches December 25th. So when did Christians begin to celebrate Christmas? The earliest record of its observance comes from Clement of Alexandria around 200 AD. Clement wrote, There are those who have determined not only the year of our Lord's birth, but also the day, and they say that it took place in the 28th year of Augustus and the 25th day of the Egyptian month, uh, Pashan, which is May 20th in our calendar. He added that others said he was born on the 24th or 25th of Farmuthi, which is April 19th or 20th. Both interesting days, by the way. Uh, Clement didn't mention September 20, December 25th at all. Just a little rabbit trail. Uh, lots of stuff has happened on April 19th and 20th. Mm-hmm. Just like, you know, we got 9-11 on 9-11. So it's interesting that because it, you know, Hitler's birthday, uh, but then all the, the Columbine stuff, the uh, Oklahoma City stuff on the nineteenth. So that's that was an interesting tidbit. I did not realize that that was a candidate for the the actual birth date of Christ. Interesting, yeah. But neither Clement nor any other church theologian who lived at a time when many or most Christians had come out of paganism thought that Christmas had any connection to the religions they'd just left. The first suggestion that that Christmas might be linked to pagan worship didn't come until the 12th century, which 900 years later. In other words, as far as historians can tell, none of the Christians from the 3rd through the 12th centuries seemed to think they were accidentally worshiping a pagan god. Uh, the Donatist or Donatist sect in North Africa celebrated Jesus's birth on December 25th in the early fourth century before Constantine became emperor of Rome. So we can't blame him. And while it's true that the emperor Aurelian made veneration of Sol Invictus, the law throughout the Roman empire in 274 AD, a collection of ancient writings called inscriptiones Latine selecte puts the feast day during the reign of uh, Licinius, who was Constantine's co-emperor, who reigned 308 to 324 AD on the 18th of November. Now, the earliest extant record of Christ's birth being observed on December 25th is a document called the Chronography in 354 AD. This document was based upon a calendar that dated it to about 336. All right. So it goes on. So, People can read the rest if they would like to. Lots of good information in there, but that was the the most interesting parts. Uh, we covered it. But you don't have to feel bad about celebrating Christmas. It's not really a pagan holiday. Don't listen to Jordan Maxwell. Don't re- listen to derivatives of the Hislop guy. So I I was triggered on, uh, on the Twitters a couple days ago. The... Uh, bunch of people saying hey I don't I don't I don't do the, the the Santa Claus thing and then a bunch of other people reacted to them by saying don't take away kids you know magic from kids um, let them enjoy a little bit of innocent fun and 
Yeah, have I ever talked about the Santa Claus thing before? Uh, go for it. I never, never, never brought this up. Uh, I don't, I don't believe so. Okay, I we don't we don't do Santa over here at this house. You guys, you guys got Santa over there? No, we don't do Santa. No Santa at all. No. Yeah. Zero. That's a that's interesting. We've never talked. Not about a lot it. of the kids. Yeah, not good. First, you're telling them there's a Santa Claus. Then you're telling them they live on a spinning water ball. You know, it never stops. <laughs> uh, I had different. Uh, at first, you're telling them there's an Easter Bunny. Then you're telling them there's a Santa Claus. Then you're telling them there's a Tooth Fairy. And then you tell them each of those things don't exist. Then you tell them, no, God's really real. No, but God's after really real. I told, yeah, yeah, yeah. But God's really real. Don't worry about that one. God's really real. So, uh. Just crushing dreams over here. So, yeah, man, I never did it. Uh, my youngest appears to be pretty excited about Santa right now. But to be quite honest, I think she's like, more excited about the Grinch. I think she really finds the Grinch to be hilariously entertaining with his antics and then becoming a hero who eats with the little girl at, the, at, the, at, her, at her feast at the end of the, end of the story. So, um, yeah, it's weird, man. It's weird. It's... Uh, People think I'm nuts. People think, you know, people in my everyday life, oh my gosh, I can't believe you. Oh, how could you not do this? I just don't do it. So it is weird though. Like I don't, I won't disparage people who, who made that choice. That's totally your choice, but I'm over here trying to protect your kids from losing their magic. Cause I don't want my kid to walk in and ruin it for you. So <laughs> <laughs> every time we get this, you know, the school sends home a little envelope you know, put in ten dollars and ph- photograph with Santa. Come on, my son was like, "Please, Dad, please." I'm like, "No." He's like, "Come on, man." I'm like, "Why do you want to do it?" He's like, "I don't know." Everybody else does it. Like, You're not doing it. I'm not spending ten dollars for you to take a photo with it. He's like, "I know it's not real. I won't tell anybody." <laughs> oh, that's awesome. Oh, he just. Uh, <laughs> he came to me the other day he says man I heard him lying to the kids about Santa Claus <laughs> I heard him say that you know and now it's like it's taken like a whole nother have you seen this you, don't, you probably don't even know about this how, how clued in are you sometimes I marvel and I'm jealous in many ways do you, you know what an elf on a shelf is yes okay so this is another aspect of Santa Claus. You have to move the sh- the elf every day. He apparently moves in the night. Yeah, I was this is at more uh, responsibility for the parents. But go ahead. I was at Sooner's Corner. Okay, up there in Perry, Oklahoma, mm-hmm. and they said if you find our elf on a shelf, we'll give you a free cookie. Did you get a cookie? I didn't look for it. It's. Not worth the cookie, but <laughs> so anyway, it's just, it's just I don't know, man. It just I don't judge those. I'm sure people judge me. I don't judge those that do it, but it just didn't feel right for me. And that's that's just where we are. That's the decision I made. I kind of like just the first. This is the first year ever where I just was. I'm, I'm like just even waffling a little bit. I don't think it was the wrong decision, but there was like ten percent of me this year was like ah. Daughter really is excited about the idea of Santa, but that's all right. She'll she'll be uh, she'll come around soon enough. And you know, it, it's it's kind of weird too, right? Like 
like I said, I don't want to disparage, but I don't think this is disparaging in any way. I feel bad because, you know, so many parents are working their butts off just to be able to, to get the presents under the yep. tree for the kids to have a great time. And then they got to sign somebody else's name on it. That's, that's a little bit of a too, like, I, you know, I want my kids to thank the person that got them the gift, right? Like, yeah. it's, like you don't have to pretend it came from, <laughs> it's magic and that, yeah, it's like, no, someone, someone gave the, gave you this cause they love you and they, you know. And that took some coaching, right? We had to tell both sets of grandparents, like, hey, nothing comes from Santa, right? Like, everything you said, you send comes from Nana, and, you know, and Big Daddy or whatever. You know, like, they come from you guys. Like, there's no no Santa. So, yeah. 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 <laughs> Just over here crushing pe- crushing kids' dreams, I guess. I don't know, man. My, my son cracks me up, though, man. <laughs> this kid. Oh man, we won our basket last basketball game. Got a YMCA basketball game. I was right. told before the game started this time they said, "Hey, I know that you've been keeping score by getting the other coaches to agree to keeping score." But I guess the director told the uh, the parent who was running the scoreboard, "Like, hey, don't keep score." So he decided not to. But he, <laughs> didn't, he didn't keep score on the scoreboard. But he kept scoring a piece of paper, and we won. So that's what's up. Nice. So it's very exciting. <laughs> very exciting. So what's anyway, up with the not keeping score? It's YMCA, man. YMCA like nationally has done that, and it's only through ten. I think it's ten, and they're not. But like I said, my first two games, I was told if you and the other coach both agree, you can keep score, and we did. Oh, okay. But I think the director of the Y was there or something, and he like purposely told told my guy like, hey. No keeping score. So, okay, that's just crushing kids' dreams over here. Keeping score, letting them know you lost. Santa don't exist. Grow up. <laughs> 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 it's it, you know, it's it's almost like you know the propaganda we were fed as kids is like, hey, you need to learn how to act when you win. Learn how to act when you lose. Yeah. Like that's part of playing sports is that you learn to be a good sport, win or lose. But uh, yeah, it's <laughs> I don't know. I mean, if you're gonna if you're gonna play sports without keeping score, it's as bad as being in a play or a musical or something. It's, yeah, no, I I don't know. We I was happy that we got it. So it's just. Uh... It's tough. It's also tough when your your kid and I, I don't humble brag again, but it, it does present a strange problem. My kid is the team, so yeah, my son, my son is our team at this point, and it's like it's weird to be like, so you have to go sit down on the bench. <laughs> this is uh, something we everybody has to have their chance to play. So I, I'm just I'm just scared. I don't I don't want anybody like, hey, my kid sat and your kid didn't. So I try to do the right thing, do all that, but. We're still we're still chugging along. He's out there crushing kids' dreams in the basketball court and off. <laughs> Tell us <laughs> you lost that game in San Gabriel. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. There's a uh, as a which uh you're were these six year olds? Yeah. Seven? He's seven, yeah. But seven. he's yeah. He's about as large as your ten or eleven year old, so so 
when I when I was eight, it, this was not YMCA; it was community ed, mm-hmm. and it was a high school kid coaching our team, mm-hmm. and he was he wasn't like you know like too into it, but he was into it enough where he would like take advantage of the rules, which is like you have to play man defense and like follow sure. the person you're guarding. So we would run a play where everyone would run to half court and Mm -hmm. the defenders would have to follow except for one person who would just dribble around there. One defender, go make a layup. Easy deal. So, yeah, undefeated uh, eight-year-old basketball there. Wow. That's interesting. It works. See, now I'm facing a different kind of animal, right? So I received an email right before the season started. Hey, we got a green whistle rule this year. Green whistle rule means if you have a ref that has a green whistle, they are under the age of 18. I've had, out of three games, I think I've had two green whistles. Okay. So not only am I the odd one out for trying to keep score, which I was successfully able to do, talk to the high schooler and the other coach and and, and was able to do, but like there's no taking advantage of the the rules or anything like I'm trying to be on my best behavior for the other kid who's out here volunteering his time as well. So yeah, he's probably not volunteering. He probably gets paid, but still, I'm not going to be the coach yelling at any of my children or the ref. So no, you didn't. No, you can't yell at the ref. No, no absolutely not. So well, okay. Well, uh, without further ado, uh, this is my buddy Nate Norman with the usually has a midweek motivator this week. We are talking about good old uh, Christmas, and I'll play that, and then we can say our 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 uh, our, our Merry Christmases, our and good get out of here. and yeah. Merry Christmases. Pretty yeah. late, closing in on one o'clock out there, ladies and gentlemen. I, my fault, making us late again. But hope you got. What do you got first thing in the morning? You got to drive to Ardmore. What do you got to do? What, what's going on? No, I I actually. I have one lead tomorrow and it's at six o'clock. So no worries. Let's do it. Let's do it. That's awesome. Good for you. I'm glad to, glad to hear that. I got all the kids out of school and I got to do some work tomorrow. So I'm going to get up, get dressed, get out of here. So I'll try and get some work done and then come home and uh, pray. Let everybody out there. I appreciate the prayers about my uh, career. Uh, It is, I do think it's helping. It is starting to kind of turn a corner. Just pray that uh, you guys continue to, to, that the Lord continues to bless it. Anyway, uh, some wise words from Nate here on this holiday season. What's up, guys? Man, I want to tell you about these three S's that get a lot of people wrote down during this season. I want you to be on the lookout for them and not get caught in these S's. Number one is stress. Man, we're going to be busy. We're going places. We're doing things. We're on that grind. Man, don't let the stress make you the type of person that you're not fun to be around. Be at peace. Do some breathing. Get in the Bible. Get in nature. Go for a walk. Don't let stress own you. Number two is stuff. We get so caught up in the superfluousness of stuff right? Just the the gifts, the presents, man. That's not the reason. Don't get so caught up that the things that you want to own end up owning you. Be free of the stuff, man. Make it about the real reason for the season. Number three is salt, right? Don't get caught in the salt, not on your food. I'm talking about don't be a salty person. When you don't get the right gift or when you got to go places, you got to go see your in-laws, whatever the case may be, don't be salty, right? Be a blessing, not the bummer. If you manage these three S's over the holiday season, you will have an impact on the people you are around. Be the blessing, not the bummer. I love y'all. Y'all have a Merry Christmas. Let's go. Let's go.
good things to remember. And I think one that we do in our, in my house, I'll share something kind of personal, but, uh, every, every, not every year, but every now and then my wife and I, we, we kind of look at each other and say, Hey, it's, we got to do a letter. So sometimes it's in lieu of presents. Sometimes it's in, in addition to presents, but if we both agree that we're going to write a letter to each other, then, then we do that. So this year we agreed there'll be a letter. So in the letter, I'll just, you know, just talk about things that I think are awesome about my wife and then I enjoy about her and, and things like that. And to be honest, I, I, you know, I'm, she, I know she went out and got me some stuff, but man, I'm, I'm looking forward to that letter. <laughs> like, <laughs> you know, it's, uh, you know, it's not like I really care about this. I mean, I do, but it's not like, you know, dude, you're a dad. You don't care about anything you get. You, you wouldn't care if you got not a single thing. If every member of your family was happy and content, right? That's it. That's how it is to be a dad, man. That's how it is. People are always like, Hey, what do you want for Christmas? Like extended family and stuff. I'm like me. I don't know. Get something for my kids. Like, I don't care. <laughs> get, get, you get something for my kids. It's like getting something for me. I don't care, but don't get caught up in the superfluous stuff. Write a letter maybe to somebody and, uh, make it a, make it a habit. So we have a little habit too. We try to get a couple gifts together for, for the homeless, for the downtrodden, try and get them out uh, on on Christmas Day. I think I told, talked about that a few years back. Oh yeah, yeah. we yeah we drive around Seattle and we'd be like the only ones out handing out stuff. And then we got to Oklahoma and we did the exact same thing. And there were more nice SUVs driving around in the homeless encampment than there were homeless people here in Oklahoma <laughs> as they were opening up their trunks and giving out food and stuff like that. We were one of many here. Whereas in Seattle, we were the only ones. So gonna That's try interesting. to try to keep that, uh, keep that tradition alive as well. So yeah, man. So happy, happy Christmas, Merry Hanukkah, all the things. <laughs> happy Merry Boxing Christmas Day. to you, Tim. Yeah. <laughs> Merry Christmas to you. Merry yes, Christmas Mary. to you. All the Revelations Radio News listeners out there, wherever you may be. Sometimes it's hot. Hey, down in Australia, it's like summertime Christmas. Yeah. Down in Australia at the bottom of the globe. Closer to the sun this time of year. <laughs> For sure. For sure. So anyway, good article. Good way to wait a good time to read that. I think sometimes we miss the force for the trees. And if you guys haven't heard i i probably won't link it because i probably can't find it but chris white did an amazing podcast about christmas where he talked about this is the most christian most of your friends and family will ever be or many of your friends and family will ever be so why not use the opportunity to uh show them what a, what a christian looks like and, and even talk about jesus if you get the chance as opposed to saying well i know the true nature of this and it's all right. saturnalia and you're just a pagan <laughs> as it, yeah and as we learned tonight not so much a lot of yeah. that stuff is bogus yeah you know just like a lot of the um kind of freemason view of like oh you know it's it's always to minimize Christ one way or the other. Yeah. So all that stuff. So. Yeah. Agreed, man. Agreed. Well, you got any got any plans for, for Christmas? We're just hanging out. So I, my parents 
Um, and I have not seen, I haven't seen my dad in two years. Uh, my mom came with her sisters last fall. I remember that. Yeah. 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 But, uh, I haven't seen my dad in two years and they, they waffled back and forth. They moved to Wyoming. Uh, but they are going to come down and see us. So that's driving awesome, down, man. Yep. Coming down on Friday. So prayers that everyone stays healthy and all that. So amen. Yeah. yeah. Well, we're going to be around the house. Uh, yeah. Just, uh, just taking it, taking it easy, trying to, trying to lay low, get ready for the, the, the coming year. Right. Well, we've, uh, yeah, I don't know if we'll, (laughs) I could theoretically do a show next week. I don't know if it'll happen between Christmas and New Year's, but we'll see. Well, if, if, uh, oh, my screen just locked up, screensaver turned on. Um, if Papa, Papa Hoffman's coming through, I don't know that we're going to be able to do a show. They'll they'll already be gone by next Wednesday. So, okay. Well, fair enough. All right. There you go. All right. Well, uh, We'll we'll try to do a show next week. If it, if we don't, then uh, we'll do a show first of the year. How about that? Sounds like a plan. Sounds Merry like Christmas. A plan. Let me let me take a say a quick prayer. Uh, dear Lord, thank you for your son, and whether or not he was born on uh, the twenty fifth of December, the eleventh of September, April twentieth, or any of the days in between, Lord, we just thank you for the gift of your son as a propitiation uh, for our sins. Uh, We ask for you to kind of lead us through this time and help us to uh, be the best examples of you uh, shining light and uh, being the salt of the earth uh, as only you can show us to do as we cannot do that on our own power, but through you we can. So we pray that you fill us with your Holy Spirit that we may be uh, led by you through this time. Uh, Lord bless all the little children uh, who are excited about Christmas with Santa or not. Just pray that they would uh, think of this as a, a time of year to reflect and to remember you uh, and to just uh, remember it as a time of year when their parents loved them and tried to make uh, special memories with them. Lord, we pray for the, the 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 downtrodden, the homeless on this uh, this holiday. Just pray that each one of them would get you know a small gesture of gratitude, even if it's just a, something as simple as a sandwich or something to kind of mark the day as a little bit different. Pray that you would uh, help each uh, person that you can out of poverty. And Lord, I want to pray for our listeners all across the world. Just pray that you would. Uh, Just give a special hedge of protection to each one of them as we head into this new year. All these political machinations and there's prepping and elections and just economy and inflation and interest rates and all of these things that, like uh, Nate was just saying there, are there to cause stress and to drive us further away from having relationship in the moment and being present. And we just pray that as we head into this new year, that we don't let any of that stuff get to us, that we be wise as serpents to kind of see what's coming, but harmless as doves, Lord, and and fully reliant on you and your Holy Spirit. Uh, help us to be a people with a sense of peace in a chaotic time. 
not uh, people who bury our head in the sands, but people who uh, are wise as serpents, but continue to trust in you and uh, are at peace as we move into 2024. Help us not to get caught up in any type of, uh, you know, rhetoric of elections and this and that and voting harder and Republicans or Christians and all this craziness, Lord. Help us to remember that you are not of this world and that your economy is not our economy and that you can easily work through this economy to get your economy uh, running the way you want it to. We pray that you just uh, meet the physical and, and uh, financial needs of each listener to the show through the coming year and just pray a hedge of protection uh, in healing and faith uh, to stay close to you. And uh, Lord, we just pray for a friend of the show, James Corbett, pray that he just continues to uh, to do all the things that he has been doing and, and continues to stand strong on truth, regardless of uh, what is happening around him. And many other friends of the show the, with Canary Cry and even uh, Adam Curry at No Agenda, just pray that you just continue to, to help these, these men uh, be brave and to speak the truth no matter what in the coming year. Uh, we thank you. We praise you again. Thank you for your, your wonderful son. And uh, yeah, thank you for uh, giving us another day uh, to, to listen to a podcast and to uh, be a part of this world. And at least for now, pray all these things in Jesus name. Amen. Amen. A copy of this podcast, as well as links to each story covered, are available at revelationsradionews.com. To contact Andrew and Tim or to support Revelations Radio News, please visit revelationsradionews.com and click on the Contact tab or Support tab. Please check out the other podcasts at revelationsradionetwork.com and thank you for your support of this podcast. Don't you say-